Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast, the third coast of Texas. The darkest truths from the darkest web need to be told. And you must listen to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Second coming by Christy Verismo. The Russian space program. Did Russia build a fleet of flying saucers after the war? A series of 30 articles on what is going on in the skies, probably unknown to anyone except intelligence agents, privy to the latest space technology, has been put on the net and written by a former U.S. Gov. Insider calling himself, one who knows, these articles are called fire from the sky. In summary these articles claim that the Russians, starting from about 1977, began to produce a flying disc initially called Cosmos Interceptor, then later called Cosmospheres. By 1980-81 they built seven super-heavy Cosmospheres called Jumbos, even bigger than the Zeppelins of the 1930s. They could carry 50 tons. It was actually Russia's space shuttle and powerful electromagnetic propulsion could take them all the way to orbital speed. The book UFOs, Secret Nazi Weapon by Mattern and Frederick, There is great detail on secret German Antarctic activity and it describes the designs of the anti-grav flying discs the Nazis manufactured. Two Germans wrote this originally in the 50s and finally published it in Canada about 1966. In summary, it shows pictures of the original Nazi engineering plans for wingless anti-gravity craft. In April 1945 Germany had over 130 different types of missiles and rockets. After the war, early in the morning of 21 and the 22nd of October 1946, in Soviet-occupied Germany, Russians hauled out of their beds approximately 275,000 German scientists and technicians and their families and even included babies. They took them to Russia supposedly for five years. Protests were ignored or beaten down. German factories were awaiting them, dismantled and crated. They worked around the clock for three bowls of borscht soup and a slice of dark bread daily. They worked in 40 different locations all over Russia. This included aircraft and jet engineers. After the five-year term had been served, during which many died or were condemned to slave labor camps for life, the scientists were kept for another two to three years in quarantine to forget the projects they worked on. They were not even allowed pencils or papers. They brought Russia into the 20th century and later the space age. Nazis in Antarctica. Germans had already developed technology from a spaceship that crashed in Germany in about 1939, and they developed their own anti-grav flying discs in about 1941. Some have also said that Pleiadians wishing to help Germany deliberately crashed it. Germany had UFOs as early as 1940. Plans of prototype models of Victor Schauberger, inventor of the implosion motor, were found in Germany after the war. Photos of UFOs seen after the war, showed they were the same models as the ones drawn in the plans. In 1943 they were obviously working well enough and the entire German UFO plant was dismantled and shipped by freight train to the Shangri-La that they'd already built in Antarctica for Hitler. Antarctica was staked out by the Germans in 1937-38. Over 11,000 photos were taken of it, 
More land than Germany itself was claimed and swastika flags were dropped every 20 kilometers. Warm lakes were found by the expedition. Hitler's escape was discovered after the war. Washington, Moscow and London, in fact eight countries then decided to go to Antarctica. 4,000 elite U.S. Navy troops and 13 ships under Admiral Byrd went there in December 1946. Admiral Byrd's plane instruments went haywire when he located the secret Nazi base. He declared that in case of a new war U.S. would be attacked by flying objects that could fly from pole to pole at incredible speeds. Nazi scientists up for grabs. UFOs appeared over Germany in 1943 and 1944. Berlin headquarters issued telexes that they were theirs. The Allies found that after the war about 250,000 Germans had also inexplicably vanished. This took into account casualties and deaths from all causes and this number still remains constant. The Germans kept meticulous records of people, including the number of Jews killed. Germany's flying disc research scientists and test pilots could not be found by the Allies after the war. The Allies began to suspect and accuse each other of having captured the last secret. They'd agreed to divide the loot, i.e. German patents, honestly. Each ally was to receive microfilm of every German patent and in secret document, regardless of who had captured them. They took 30 railroad cars full of German patents. With the advancing Allied armies, came teams of scientifically trained specialists whose job was to ensure the German installations, labs and factories weren't destroyed. The Americans captured many prize-catched scientists, much to the anger of the British, French and Russians. The great American brain robbery was so mind-boggling that a special dictionary of technical jargon of the aircraft industry, containing over 75,000 separate terms had to be created by the captured Germans in U.S. Top flight scientists were invited to work in U.S. for $2.20 a day, while kept as prisoners. In order to get cooperation their diets were supplemented, they were offered citizenship as an inducement or a war crimes trial if they didn't produce. The war in space it is also claimed in this book, UFO's Nazi secret weapon, that the atom bomb dropped on Hiroshima was made in Germany. Germany first started atomic research in 1939. The German scientists who had made the bomb were by then in an English maximum security prison which was bugged. Professor Oppenheimer mentioned then the bomb dropped on Hiroshima was made in Germany. The Russians captured Hermann Oberth, the professor who taught Werner von Braun, the Nazi rocket scientist who started the NASA space program and has been credited with single-handedly getting Apollo to the moon. I.e. if they actually did arrive at some time in the past by rocket. The Russians got a head start with Oberth and started manufactured their own flying disks, complete with particle beam weapons. They used these from 1977 to 1981 to shoot down American satellites, space shuttles and even passenger planes in a bid to control the skies. Nazi scientists were also brought over to USA to start the space program, to research anti-grav technology at Area 51 at Nevada and also to start the CIA. Former Nazis have popped up all over the globe and there are many articles written on them, but the main sources are Branton in his online book in 58 parts called The Underground Nazi Invasion of USA and his Omega Files in-depth report in the Nazis in Antarctica. A German Conquers Gravity for Russia in Evil Agenda of the Secret Government by Tim Swartz. There is another account of the creation of Russian flying saucers, and it has a very intriguing story. In 1954 a German magazine ran a series of articles claiming that flying saucers weary developed and produced in the Soviet Union during WW2. The magazine gave detailed accounts of a top-secret U.S. document of 1944. An intelligence organization had dispatched 16 agents to a foreign country. 14 were lost on duty but a 15th made it back to reveal what unbelievable things were happening. 
Another agent who returned code named PKR corroborated this and had been working as a scientist's assistant in a Soviet laboratory. PKR told of a German scientist Horst Pinkel, who in 1928 went to Russia in an exchange program of German and Russian officers. He was the only officer who failed to return a year later. Pinkel had been a follower of Walter Loewezzo who developed some theories on gravity and its interaction with light and energy, but received some ridicule from the German scientific community. Strange new rays Pinkel advanced Loewezzo's theory that the entire universe is filled with rays whose particles are waves, traveling in all directions, cause a neutral and balancing effect on all matter. If they were controlled, they would be a source of power, equaling perpetual motion. In 1930 outside Moscow, Pinkel furnished with all necessary materials available to him, did research. By 1941 he had finished developing instrumentation for measuring the strange new rays. He discovered that the rays belonged to a new category, whose single rays change with terrific speed from the character of ordinary waves into the clear character of corpuscles. He found that the rhythm of change of the oscillation frequency remained parallel. PKR said in 1942 that Pinkel, with a group of Russian scientists and inventors moved to the South Urals. However, time ran out to develop a powerful new weapon against the Germans. At that time five flying saucers had been constructed in the Soviet Union. Air Marshal Konstantin Warshinin in 1948 urged his scientists to complete more of the craft which had terrific speeds and a potential sphere of action the same as the radius of the universe. In 1949 Pravda quoted one of Russia's most famous aeronautical engineers, if ever an aircraft from Earth lands on one of the heavenly bodies, it will be Soviet, PKR brought back to the US, the exact formula for an alloy which Pinkel had developed for use in fabricating a craft utilizing the powerful new rays and the precise data for harnessing the fantastic ray that Pinkel had discovered. The German magazine concluded its series by reporting that in 1952, the Russians were at work on a space island that would allow a stopover for space vehicles flying from Earth to other particles in the universe. The Russians are coming, in flying saucers. Let's look at the Russians now. In a summary of fire from the sky. The one who knows, transcribed for him by Dale Stonehouse claims that in October 1977 a newly operational Russian Cosmos interceptor shot down Skylab, killing five U.S. astronauts. But there was a cover-up and simulation was used to recreate life on Skylab, probably rather like the fake moon landing films and Mars Surveyor pictures using models. On September 23, 1977, Russia began destroying U.S. spy satellites, using killer satellites and then they destroyed the U.S. secret moon base. On September 29, 1977 Russia launched the Salyut 6 manned space station into orbit. Her manned space weapons, the Cosmos interceptors, by removing American satellites cut off shuttle info and by 1978, they had destroyed them all. By 1978 Russian Cosmospheres numbered into hundreds. They were firing particle beams into the air over the Atlantic in defocused mode, causing loud booms. The cosmospheres hovering in the Earth's electrostatic field are invisible from an orbiting standpoint, shielded by a very sophisticated stealth shielding system. They aimed their particle beam weapons with a combination of infrared and detection radar. The Americans devised cobalt ionization bombs, detonated at various locations in the upper atmosphere as high as possible, but below the hovering altitude of the cosmospheres. The result was an enormous storm of electrons spreading horizontally, in the Earth's magnetic field, passing under the cosmosphere. The space shuttle attacks. The American Bolsheviks send up the shuttles. Many different factions were, are at work with US, Russia and Israel influence to try to dominate the world politically. Initial live Bolsheviks, 
Zionists, were funded by the Rockefeller cartel in 1917 and after being kicked out by the Kremlin, flocked mostly to USA by the last half of 1980, they began to regain power in Russia, so the decision was made to go ahead with the space shuttle mission. The American Bolshevik Zionists operating from New York and Jerusalem planned a nuclear first strike against Russia. The Americans knew the manned Cosmospheres would destroy the Columbia shuttle, but they had a satellite on board with a charged particle beam, ready for it. The American Bolsheviks hoped the shuttle would get enough targeting info to launch a first strike. It carried a satellite capable of fighting back, which produced infrared radiation with one megawatt power. The pilots would launch secretly, release the satellite, then drop down to the Pacific the same day by space capsule. Fake pictures would show, though ITWAS operated by NASA in Houston. Another shuttle would land in California. There were still three more shuttles hidden. Synthetics or genetic replicas of the crew. Clones were first created in the late 70 feet in USA. It was shot down, but with no satellites it could give no instant information for this. The Russians shot down the shuttles with particle beam weapons. Americans also had made ready ground-based high-power lasers to shoot down the Cosmospheres. The Russians had psychoenergetic range finding, which detected the atomic signature of the target, so aimed accurately in a new anti-ballistic missile system. Russian physicists involved in magnetic and plasma physics were also said to have been able to develop a ground-based proton beam weapon, between 1980 and 83. By 1980-81 the Russians had built their seven jumbo Cosmospheres using electromagnetic propulsion and they used them to destroy the Columbia Space Shuttle, launched in April 1981. Five Russian jumbos with special grappling equipment and two with neutron particle beam weapons, fired on the Columbia killing the crew. They intended making it land in Russia, but instead IT blew up. U.S. Bolsheviks sent a third Columbia up and this too was shot down by Cosmospheres. It has been armed for battleline space. A special airplane with it was also shot down by a charged particle beam. In 1981 the Russians shot down a U.S. electronic warfare jet. In 1982 Russia started weather engineering and artificial earthquakes. Cosmospheres hovering high over USA created air booms along the coasts and numbers multiplied. They were unseen and invisible to radar, except at close range. However, the Americans invented computer-enhanced infrared, by Jan. 1982 a ground-based high-power laser finally shot down a Cosmosphere. The pilots were under orders to never let them fall into non-Russian hands. It plunged into the sea near Atlantic City. The Pentagon was told it would pay dearly if repeated. The next day an Air Florida Boeing 737 jetliner crashed with laser warfare specialists on board. More unexplained crashes followed. America fights back with the invisible Phantom. On June 27, 1982 Space Shuttle No. 4 took off and moments later a jumbo Cosmosphere fired two quick blasts at the falling. Boosters, a warning. Next came the Aeroflot crash at Moscow and the Pan AM in LA on July 9, 1982. On July 16, a United Airlines DC-10 took off from Boston with key members of the Bolshevik ruling group in USA. A blast from a Cosmosphere made a huge shockwave, but it made it to LA. On July 22, a test flight of a Pershing missile was hit by a Cosmosphere. So the Reagan began axis of Bolsheviks and Zionists prepared the nuclear first strike against Russia. In 1982 a U.S. stealth aircraft invisible to radar was made, with surrounding magnets creating an invisibility field. This phantom was encased in an electromagnetic bubble. Light and radar both passed around the plane, joining again at the other side. They were also immune to lasers, which were intense light but the Russians had developed anti-invisible shield technology. 
The Americans found a way to avoid Russian neutron beams, but the pilot couldn't see outside, he was only guided by computer. They expected an operational fleet by summer 1982. The Bolsheviks planned to sacrifice USA in this nuclear first strike against Russia. Four out of five Americans would die. 40 to 50 million Americans may survive a nuclear blast, the rest dying of injuries or diseases. Russia would probably have 50 million deaths. America plans first nuclear strike on Russia. The Americans had promised software, stolen from INSLA, which allowed them to hack into secret computer data and software sold to other GOFs. A backdoor program had been inserted to relay data to the program creators. The U.S. Pentagon was then controlled by Bolsheviks, who formerly controlled Russia. Their agent, Kaspar Weinberger. They were opposed to the Rockefeller cartel, whose agent was Alexander Haig. Neither the Rockefellers nor the Kremlin wanted nuclear war or they'd lose everything so formed a military coalition. Russia had the capability of destroying by first strike, the majority of U.S. ICBMs. Most of the U.S. nuclear force was on German soil. Japan for the first time had ordered its armed forces to prepare defense plans to protect itself from foreign attack. Reagan based these, first strike, phantom warplanes which would attack Russia, crashing unmanned in a kamikaze style, in N Norway, E Turkey and Northwest China. Reagan had cozied up to China to target several Cosmosphere installations in central Siberia. High-powered lasers all over USA would shoot down avenging Cosmospheres. U.S., having no civil defense was not expected to survive, unlike Russia who built shelters. America would die a thousand Hiroshima's. U.S. Gov. War bunkers were at Camp David, Mount Weather, Pine Gap, China Lake and dozens of other locations. There are said to be about 129 underground bases in USA and according to Al Bielik more than 1,400 alien underground sea bases around the planet as well. The fight to rule the Earth in space. In Feb of 1982 three main power factions struggled to dominate the world. Point one. The Rockefeller cartel, big oil, big banking, big business. Point two. The Bolshevik Zionist Axis, headquarters New York and Jerusalem. Point three. The new rulers of Russia who had expelled most of the Bolsheviks formerly in power. The U.S. has been locked out of the military use of space from 1977 to 1981. Since October 1977 the moon had been a Russian outpost. They had seven manned long-range particle beam weapons on the rear and at least one large base on the far side. Their spaceships frequently shuffled back and forth. They planned to colonize the solar system and had settled on Venus, starting in 1975. In 1982 the Russians had sent two spaceships to Venus, while the U.S. space shuttle was trying to become operative. Russian Viking ancestor urges were strong. America backs down from nuking Russia USA had to bring Russia to her knees economically. In August 1982 another Cosmosphere was shot down over NY City, but said to be an asteroid. The Carter admin had to strike Cosmosphere bases, so dumped Taiwan and announced full diplomatic relations with Peking, China. The revenge of shooting down both US and Russian planes continued. The Rockefeller cartel operatives within the CIA fed updates about the Pentagon war plans to the Russians. There was a switch at the top in U.S. Bolshevik operative Inman was forced out as deputy director of the CIA and replaced by Bolshevik Zionist George Shultz as head of state. September 17, 1982 had been the target date to strike at Russia. But on Sept. 1, 1982 China no longer allied itself with USA, with conciliatory language against Russia. Nixon had been cooperating with the Rockefeller cartel and had tried to fix things up with China, 
but they wanted no part of a nuclear war between USA and Russia. By September 9th, the Chinese base was shut down. Russian cosmospheres could not be destroyed, the Kremlin told Rockefeller channels that day. On September 10, 1982, the Indian Ocean satellite launched from Space Shuttle No. 4 was shot down by a cosmosphere. It had been linked to Air Force Space Command in Colorado Springs. The Russians had left it there to shoot it in a surprise attack. Now USA could no longer attack Russia. The cosmospheres had brain-scrambling transmitters to confuse pilots. This ends this section of a summary of fire in the sky by, one who knows. Nazis in America. America builds its own spaceships. The Americans were confronted with technology. They couldn't counter so signed a non-interference treaty to get the technology to fight back. The Germans gave the USA their anti-grav technology after the war, when they came to America. Al says that when Apollo 11 landed on the moon, Americans already there, greeted them because they had anti-grav technology in the 70s by back-engineering UFOs. There must have been two different factions developing space technology as the Bolsheviks were in charge of the space shuttles at Houston, which couldn't get off the ground, for being hit by cosmospheres according to fire from the sky articles. But the Nazis, who came to USA after the war started work at Area 51 on anti-grav disks. Originally there were three Nazi scientists in Germany developing flying disks. The specialists were Schriever, Habermol and Meade. It is believed after the war Habermol fell into the hands of the Russians. Meade developed at a later date similar flying disks at A.V. Rowe and Company for USA. According to Robert Young Corothis in 1956 in the book Brighter Than a Thousand Suns, Werner von Braun went to USA to start the rocket program, his professor Hermann Oberth was captured by Russia and the rest of the Nazi anti-grav scientists disappeared down to Antarctica where they had prepared a place to live for some time previously, or possibly to the moon. Linda Hunt of CNN told of 1,600 Nazi scientists, largely escaping the Nuremberg trials came to US under Operation Paperclip to develop the US space program. Von Braun became the director of the Marshall Space Flight Center, his brother joined him to work there. V-2 flight test director, Kurt Debus was a director of Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Arthur Rudolph was project director of NASA's Saturn V rocket program, that took US to the moon. Japanese and Germans head to the moon. Tim Swartz also writes that Vladimir Terzisky, a Bulgarian-born engineer and physicist who graduated from Tokai University in Tokyo in 1980, says that the Bavarian Illuminati has been involved with top-secret space research and development since the turn of the century, and that the Nazis, the American Eastern Establishment and KGB has been involved as well. The Nazis working in the highest levels of internationalism were and are intricately involved in the situation. Terzisky says there are videos of German, Japanese saucer landings on the Moon and Mars in 1944-46 Marconi groups landing on Mars in 1956 video footage of Nazi interplanetary dreadnoughts a secret Soviet-American saucer landing on Mars in the 1960s the Germans allegedly landed on the Moon as early as 1942, using their larger exo-atmospheric turbine-powered rocket flying saucers. On their first day of landing, the Germans started tunneling under the surface. By the end of the war there was a base on the moon. After 1944 the free energy tack-in drivecraft were used to haul people, material and the first robots to the construction site on the moon. When Russians and Americans secretly landed together on the moon in the early 50s with their own saucers, they spent the first night there as guests of the Nazis in their underground base. In the 60s a massive Russian-American base had been built on the moon, now occupied by 40,000 people. 
Next stop, Mars Tim Swartz writes that according to an underground German documentary from the Thule Society, a German flight to Mars departed in April 1945. The crew contained hundreds, a volunteer suicide crew of Germans and Japanese, who knew this was a one-way trip. The 74-meter naval warfare dreadnought was saucer-shaped and had bigger tack-in drives. Most OFTA systems had to be operated manually and it took almost eight months to accomplish. The initial thrust was probably accomplished using the strong gravitational field of the Earth. The craft coasted in an elliptical orbit to Mars, with its main drives turned off. After a disastrous, almost crash landing, the saucer slammed to a stop, damaging irreparably its engines, but saving the crew. The smaller gravitational field of Mars, and thinner atmosphere generated less power for the tack-in drives, so hindered air braking. The radio message of their arrival was sent to their base on the Moon in the German Underground Space Control Center in Antarctica. Later trips to Mars by the joint Soviet-US craft reached Mars in only two to three days, because their drives were working the whole flight, accelerating in the first half and decelerating in the second. Terzisky claimed in 1993 that any independent scientist who discovers electromagnetic, free energy, anti-gravity propulsion is soon bought off, blacklisted or killed by the Bavarian Illuminati. The Bavarians, Tim writes, were intent on establishing the New World Order. The defeat of Nazi Germany forced the secret group, Bavarian Illuminati, to flee to their secret base already established in Antarctica. By 1946 the secret Antarctic base, New Berlin or New Schwabenland, was beginning to make its presence known through incursions into the airspaces of U.S. and the Soviet Union. Since then there have been rumors about Germans counterfeiting U.S. currency and the Nazis from their Antarctic base, are reported to be the real power behind the New World Order. With the help of their allies in the CIA and NSA, Nazis all over the globe they first began to slowly infiltrate into Argentina, Chile and then up into U.S. In the late 40s and 50s they put their agents in place and began rebuilding their European industrial base. Nelson Rockefeller brought 3,000 high Nazi party officials from Germany illegally into U.S. As of today there are now 1.6 million Nazis in U.S., many in high-level gov and major corporations. These Nazis are attempting to set up a Fourth Reich to eventually eliminate all non-Aryan people, dissidents and undesirables. The Bavarian Illuminati's most critical agents, Earl Warren and LBJ, with assistance from J. Edgar Hoover participated in the JFK cover-up. Tim reveals the deception by writing, One of the first things the group, Bavarian Illuminati, did was to protect its own operation, was one of Reinhard Galen's specialties in WW2 Nazi intelligence, divert attention to the Red Menace. We also know from the Fortress Australia article that the Pine Gap base was built by an American called John Friedrich who worked for the Nazi that created CIA. This is linked to Antarctica and is said to contain information on their supercomputers on everyone on the planet. The Underground Nazi Invasion of USA There is a 58-part series of the work The Underground Nazi Invasion of the United States by Agent Wolverine. Aka Branton. In this it states that the Rockefellers are longtime members of Bavarian German secret societies that are determined to bring about one world government. Nelson Rockefeller brought 3,000 crack Nazi SS agents into US and gave them new identities and positions within their corporate empire or within allied corporate structures. This was called Project Paperclip. The UN was created by the Bavarian secret orders and is ultimately run from Bavaria. The Rockefellers own the UN land. UN police action will be taken against America to confiscate all personal weapons. Outlaw all non-sanctioned religious activity and disable freedom of speech that uses technology. There is already said to be a million UN troops of German, Russian and Chinese origin willing to take the guns of the US population. 
the German-born Skull and Bone Society, of which Prescott Bush, George Bush Sr. and G.W. Bush are members, assisted in the financing of the Third Reich in collaboration with the Rockefellers. A former employee of the CIA's Wackenhut Security Organization, which has a strong presence at Area 51 in Nevada, Michael Rikonoskito has implied that fascist infiltrators have taken control of the underground faculties where mind control, biogenetic and advanced aerospace research are being carried out. Nazis took key positions in USA after the war continuing with a summary what one who knows writes and what he covers the Nazi anti-graf saucer development. In Project Paperclip, many Nazi scientists were brought to USA. Werner von Braun and 115 other German scientists were borrowed to Texas. Von Braun was working on the Nazi missile program. He'd worked for Walter Dorberger, who was convicted as a war criminal and then he was set to work as director of R&D on the US space program. He developed a nuclear-powered trans-atmospheric vehicle. These operated out of Area 51 in Nevada and other places. General Reinhard Galen, Hitler's chief intelligence officer against the Soviet Union, struck a deal with the Americans after the war. Galen, von Braun and Dornberger continued to have considerable influence on U.S. politics. Info was received from captured German scientists in Russia about their weaponry, so 350 German scientists and technicians were brought to Nazi system operates in USA now. Almost all resistance to using Nazi war criminals to accomplish CIA missions seems to have been overcome by the time Alan Dulles became CIA director in 1953. The Nazi SS death's head insignia was adopted as the symbol of the U.S. Army Special Forces. Galen's immediate staff of about 350 agents were brought en masse to the U.S. Army's historical division. Richard Nixon backed Dulles and Frank Wisner from Galen's Nazi spy network. Galen was a Nixon campaign supporter. It was said that L. Johnson, Hoover, Von Braun, Dornberger, Nixon, G. Bush and Alan Dulles were involved in the Kennedy assassination. The Galen organization, copying Hitler's new order, established a concentration camp system in San Luis, Obispo County. It was later renamed FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Agency. The Vatican provided documents and help for former Nazis to escape to South America, including Martin Bormann. Prince Bernhard of the Netherlands, former Nazi stormtrooper, created a group in 1954 that became known as the Bilderbergers. Now liaising with aliens from Sirius and an intergalactic group called the Council of Nine, more later on this. Secret colonization of the Moon and Marcel Bielik has also said that when the astronauts of Apollo 11 arrived on the Moon, that they told Houston Space Center, Houston, we've got visitors up here. Houston answered, are they Americans? And the astronauts said, yes. Americans were waiting for them to arrive, in chemically fueled rockets. Al also claims there are colonies on Mars, but there is evidence that they have been overrun and destroyed, the story goes, by reptilians. He said radio transmissions to Earth from the colonies, which were regular, suddenly shut off years ago. Al also says U.S. and Russian interests are mining the back of the moon, bringing titanium back. One Who Knows also writes that the secret American moon base in Copernicus Crater was destroyed by Russian neutron beam attack on September 27, 1977. Kennedy said in 1961 that before the decade was out, landing on the moon was a goal. But here was already an American base on the moon and a year later a space probe landed on Mars, which confirmed the existence of an environment which could support life. Not long after, the construction of a colony began on Mars. This was set up by the descendants of European royalty, called the Bilderbergers. They also run the Pine Gap base along with the CIA which is an interdimensional doorway. Are people still leaving for Mars but through an interdimensional doorway at Pine Gap now? 
We'll look into this shortly. Vladimir Terzisky, Rights of the German Moon Base and Mars Landing. In summary, the Germans' moon landing probably in 1942 utilized their larger exo-atmospheric rocket saucers of the Meath and Schriever type. The Schriever Walter turbine-powered craft was designed as an interplanetary exploration vehicle. Its diameter, 60 meters, height 45 meters and 10 stories of crew compartments. There is atmosphere, water and vegetation on the moon and man does not need a spacesuit to walk on the moon, ordinary clothes suffice. The free energy tack-in drive craft of the Hanabu 1 and 2 type were used after 1944 to haul people, material and the first robots to the moon's construction site. After 1945, the Germans continued their space effort from Antarctica. Trzyski discovered a photograph of their underground space control center there. German-Japanese military R&D cooperation Trzyski writes that according to Renato Vesco, Germany shared advances in weaponry the Italians during the war. The Germans worked with the Japanese military, supplying it with many advanced weapons. The V-1 the Reichenberg was produced in Japan by Mitsubishi. The best fighter in the world, the push-pull twin propeller Demir 335 was duplicated at the Kawashima Works. In July 1945 a huge German transport submarine brought to Japan two spherical wingless flying devices. The Japanese R&D team put a machine together and pressed the start button. It roared into the sky and disappeared unmanned. German and Japanese crew departed from Germany to Mars in April 1945. Later trips to Mars by the joint Soviet-American craft in 1952 and by the Vatican craft of the Marconi project from Argentina in 1956 reached Mars in only two-thirds days. Smaller Kohler converters powering the systems and life support equipment on board may have been used. Large anti-gravity drives of the ship may have solved the gravity problem and air recycling may use the submarine method. Vladimir Trzyski, President, American Academy of Dissident Sciences, 10970 Ashton Avenue, number 310, Los Angeles, California, 90024, phone and fax, USA 310-473-9717. Was there a real alternative three? This is a summary of a lecture given by U.S. Captain Bill Robertson in Germany 1990 transcribed from a video. In the 1960s a British independent television crew investigated what happened to many top UK scientists, business and military people who disappeared, why they had left the country. They'd sent postcards and letters just once and then hadn't ever been heard from again. Some of the postcards and letters sent were exactly the same, like they'd been ordered to do it. The first program made several people write in and say they knew more about this. An astronomy professor in England said that he had recorded on one of his radio telescopes a report coming from an American spaceship before they had officially sent anything up. And he knew it was a NASA space agency recording because of its code. He did not have a decoder, but the television station found someone with one and they arranged to meet. He mailed it first but was killed en route in his car and he was mysteriously burned all the way to his bones, as if it was done by a high-intensity laser or similar. The second program covered this. It was in the British newspapers. Other people revealed that together America and Russia were establishing bases on the Moon and Mars with these people, before Sputnik and spacecraft. However, they were ordered to say it was all a hoax and to fire the reporters working on this or they'd lose their license. But they'd show it the professor's tape of the Mars landing on May 22, 1962 on the television, before it was cut off the air and before they were threatened with closing the license of the program. People were and the people who worked on it fired. The tape of the Mars landing the interference with the radio transmission frequency on the tape was caused by a high-intensity electromagnetic field as an AUFO. 
The Americans use a UFO to get the Robertson says. A man in the audience said that he was a technical person in Scientology, the Sea Org. He had degrees in mathematics and physics and civil engineering, docks, airports, railroads, buildings. He had a NASA scholarship to be in a space structures organization to build space platforms and spaceships for the American government. He noticed the next year's students had disappeared, so he got out of it. He read the Alternative 3 book by Leslie Watkins and knew they were taken away, working somewhere else. Robertson spoke of more than one group of extraterrestrials interested in this planet, who had mostly peaceful intentions to develop relations with this planet but we were to dispose of atomic, biological and chemical weapons. The friendly ones are holding back and merely observing, plus this planet has no obvious leader. Many through, Scientology etc., auditing, have recognized that they have lived on other planets before, in other lives and may have incarnated to help the rehabilitation of this planet and its place in the galactic scheme of things, but have been here a long time. They then realize their purpose through training and want to fulfill their destiny in bringing Earth back into a more universal role. This probably means finding out the roles and who is relegated for what purpose. By determining the truth of who everyone, really, is as in being active elsewhere on other planets and also who everyone else, really, is. Dulce Bill Hamilton on Dulce Underground Alien Base Bill Hamilton did OT3 in Scientology about 1970 and he's been expelled. A few years ago Bill Robertson took him the very first Sector 9 issues, so his viewpoint is more from a planetary and intergalactic scenario. Hamilton summarizes everything that he found out as follows. The Dulce New Mexico underground base has UFOs seen in the area every night. Cattle have been mutilated, cut with a laser knife. This information comes from people working at the base, who were kidnapped or abducted and taken there and then released. Also people who helped to construct it and people who were working with the intelligence community there. The facility is a biogenetics lab and is connected to Los Alamos by underground, the first site of the atom bombs experiments. It's always been a high security research area for the US government. He says there's an underground connection by subway or tube shuttle to the Los Alamos. Okay. The research there is about genetics and research into also other intelligent species and the comparison between human and alien biology. Hamilton says that their research indicates centuries ago that the aliens that entered into a contract with a secret group called the Illuminati. The Sector 9 Scientology book names one of the chief implanters. Someone that works in secret to control you mentally was Adam Weishaupt, the founder of the Illuminati in Germany. Aliens welcomed here, because they originate from Earth the United States government entered into a contract with the aliens in the 40s, 50s or earlier, to exchange high technology research with to give animals and humans to the aliens. At the end of the 40s the alien operations shifted from South America, to the United States West, because of this agreement that was made with the US government. The aliens wanted these underground bases and because of the magnetic and plasma effects of some of the minerals of the rocks in that area were vital for them. They have to have something that produces a high electromagnetic energy field for their saucers, so they need the raw materials for that to keep things going. Hamilton says these people who worked there said that the aliens themselves regard themselves as an old people who originally came from Earth. They were human, reptilian hybrids. They told the US government this and are representatives of an alien nation and are returning to Earth to use it for a staging operations area but didn't reveal what for exactly. But other aliens do not agree about this. They built an alien bases in Dulce, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada others in US, others in the rest of the world, maybe in Antarctica, Russia, Pyrenees, Upper Norway etc. There have been some very strange underground projects being done costing billions.
1947, the residents of Dulce saw many, many troops going in and out of the area, many, many trucks and construction equipment and that the signs on the trucks were from a non-existent lumber company in Colorado. The bases were constructed by the Rand Corporation with a tunnel boring machine that melts the rock and then makes a smooth wall out of it for high-speed shuttles to be put in. Hamilton says that there are over 100 of these secret underground places that have been constructed including one on the back of the moon, another on Mars. Dulce, self-contained mind control and genetic experiment center. This is from the people who worked there. A construction man was asked to work at Dulce but needed to agree to chemical erasure of memory first when he finished, so he refused. Hamilton said other construction companies involved were aerospace companies and Bagtel Corporation, well connected with the CIA. They are linked up with the Trilateral Commission, the power behind the government, with Kissinger and the Illuminati and also the Council of Foreign Relation People in Europe, known as the Bilderbergers. They tell elected officials what to do. Dulce has at least seven different underground levels, and there are about 18,000 aliens down there and probably 10,000 or so humans. Level 1 has the control room with security and communications. There are over 3,000 televisions and spy cameras around this. Then human staff housing executive offices and laboratories for scientists etc level 4 has mind control experiments on humans level 5 is the alien housing for the greys etc level 6 has genetic large-scale experiments to change human beings genetically to enable work in dangerous environments such as radioactivity outer space and maybe even underwater and that is also a zoo they have the experiments the results of the experiments in cages down there on level 7 they have cryogenic laboratories, cold storage baths for the failed experiments. Clones all over Robertson said everything was apparently as written by L. Ron Hubbard and as revealed by their Scientology auditing. An implanter is a person who tries to control you mentally or by inserting things into your body to control you. Genetic manipulations, but all secret. The trilateral insignia, a black triangle on a red background, is for the Andromedans, because the gray aliens that the nations of the world have made an agreement with, including the USA are from Andromeda, the next galaxy. The pyramid with the eye in it is the Illuminati symbol and is the Dulce base symbol. Genetic experiments have been perfected to the degree that we already have a disposable slave race of clones. From a small fetus, they make many copies of the same thing and have no parents so the government owns them. Adult human beings looking exactly alike, maybe six or seven of them all together have been seen all the same. There are maybe hundreds and they worked in the military only. When starting this, the American government asked women to do experiments in genetics, if they were sterile. And then they would remove the fetus after three months, take it back to the lab here and grow it up in a controlled environment in the experiment. But what they put into the womb of the woman may have been some cross between an alien and a human or five or six clones. They had to develop it for three months in a woman so they could then pick it up into their laboratory technology. Brain implants for mind control the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, DARPA, set up the mind control experiments to control humans in. Some of the products of their labs at a distance. Some had transmitters taken out of their heads and photographed them or had them x-rayed still in there. They were experimented on outside the lab to see how they could be controlled in society. In Dulce, it is easier to control all of them because it is a very closed area. There are radio transmitters that are right through all the areas. But they used to have to follow people initially with transmitting devices from country to country. It is called RHICEDOM, Radio Hypnotic Intracerebral Control, in the middle of the cerebral areas of the brain. When you radio transmit it you can hear the vibrations or the words or the thoughts coming through. Electronic dissolution of memory is requested when asked to sign the contract for Dulce. 
chemical erasure of memory or an electronic one. In Sweden they put them in people in hospitals, or old people's homes or to criminals. They drug the coffee in the jail and put one in to keep track, without permission. Aloof Palm gave permission in, when was it 73-74 to insert brain transmitters into the heads of humans covertly without telling them. This was done in US, Russia and Finland too. They think they are gods the CIA, FBI, DR, the secret government, with the CFR and the Trilateral Commission and they are planning to stage an alien contact landing in the near future. Meeting them openly but it's just a show. With genetic research on level 6, they say it's the most important thing that humanity's been working on for a long time. Taking a single human embryo, bringing it up in the laboratory to a full-formed whatever all the way through. They don't need a woman anymore to do it. The scientists think of all the endless possibilities e.g., we can create our own race. All files from the experimental laboratories in Nazi Germany were captured by the Americans and they started on their implant program. They don't want you to know you have a spirit, or, Thaden, as Scientologists say, so that you can be controlled by genetic and mind control experiments without your spirit stopping it, like a clone. One person that worked at Dulce saw human-alien and human-animal combinations in cages alive. People are humans with wings, many legs, claws for hands or different webbed feet etc. There were crosses between various species of animals in the experimental laboratories and the zoo. Many of them could cry tears and ask for help in Earth language. The workers were told that these people were insane and genetic freaks and not to talk to them that they were involved in high drug experiments to cure their insanity. The people first believed this, that they were drugged to be quiet. Before they let the man out the top here they have to erase his memory, however it didn't always work and some of them had recall under hypnotism. Level 7 is even worse with thousands of human experiments and embryonic humans and mixtures in cold storage or frozen down here. They froze them when they died for experiments later on, or to find out what went wrong. Medical laboratory and universities have big jars with embryos and pieces of people sitting there in formaldehyde. The battle at Dulce The 18,000 aliens at Dulce had a war with the people who were humans who worked there. Some humans and some aliens were killed, possibly about 30 or 40 aliens and 66 humans. The place was closed down for briefly because the aliens had taken over the place. Then the government negotiated with them again and decided to continue again because they didn't want to lose the high technology. Some latest inventions and discoveries are not actually invented by Earth people, but they say it is. Fiber optics, what they are changing all your telephone lines to were first found on a captured spaceship in 1958 I believe. 20 to 30 years later you see it coming as a new invention, by maybe Rand Research Corporation. All the ships had fiber optics control systems. It was optical, light. Optical switches in computers are coming next. The 66 humans who were killed were mostly from the security forces called the Delta Group. The security forces wear a symbol seen on some of the saucers and transport craft of the aliens and this is seen on the pockets of the government officials, high government officials of America. The security weapon they use there is called a flash gun. It may be a high wavelength frequency that blinds you or does something to the body and it's useful against humans and aliens. They use it here in agreement, in case anybody tries to get away. The security system has scales at all doors to weigh you and your ID card is put in a slot. The elevators and lighting system run electromagnetically, installed in the wall construction. The aliens need humans for experiments the area around Dulce has a high number of cattle mutilations and missing people who are captured for these experiments. The aliens also need parts of the cattle for their own experiments and nutrients. 
They absorb nutrients through their skin because they don't have a functioning digestion system and require large amounts of human blood and humans for their own experiments down there. From the 50s, 80s, they increased the amounts of needed captured humans. They had an agreement with the government that all they had to do was give the name and address of the person they took to the government so that they could explain it away. But after a while they were just taking them and soon the government realized they didn't have any defense against these people with their flying saucers and weaponry, so had to give up trying and go along with them. The aliens can die pretty easily, so they make themselves in genetic laboratories. The spirit, Thetan, takes a new body, they're like herd animals or people mind control. The human race could transform through genetics or one world fascist government. However, in the US government one group is having second thoughts and want to confess what's happening especially those who work there, the army officers and security people with friends in the big government the rest want to keep covering it up as long as they are safe. They are doing more experiments on how to control humans, investigating aura research, mind and genetic control through injections or food particles or biological, genetic, hypnotic and chemical ways of controlling people to induce full control of humans outside Dulce. What kinds of humans they can put out there that are already under control? Implanters want to control people through their thoughts, but they still want you to work and consume. It's easier to make you think what want they want you to, so you can't know this. Anyone who has gone up to Excalibur and Scientology knows all about that. They want to get the American public first through commercialization to accept this and from their start to control the whole world according to Robertson. Scientology and Aliens William Cooper on Alien Involvement William Cooper an ex-intelligence officer for the United States Navy's job was to brief high-level naval personnel and admirals officials about the American deals with aliens. It was all above top secret, but he decided that all of this secrecy was not in the best interests of his country. Other military people did also. William started talking to inform his friends, congressmen and government. He was tried to be assassinated, twice and he lost a leg and got a head injury. Cooper says that the operations of the UFOs and the arrangements with them are outside the control of the elected government, but not the secret government, the CIA, FBI, Trilateral Commission and it is conducted under secret department of the Navy. The Project Blue Book was a scenario. The Navy had the real information because they've traced the documents and expenses for these bases to secret Navy projects. Large naval bases have been found in the desert, under very tight security probably because of what is underneath them. Cooper says one of the secret, secret government branches C-A-L-L-E-D-M-J-12 are the ones that directly are the, the gray eminences that decide on all alien-human questions. This was arranged after WW2 by Truman, probably on the orders of Roosevelt. When Congress didn't give enough money for secret naval projects, the CIA smuggled drugs into U.S. and the Vietnam War was fought to protect the Golden Triangle of Drug Operation in Cambodia. They shipped back drugs to U.S. and the bodies of dead soldiers. Billions went to build these costly alien bases. They now have over 6,000 scientists hired just to work on these experiments, mind controls and genetics. Kennedy, who wanted to tell the public about the aliens was killed before he could. Dealing with crashed saucers William Cooper agrees that President Truman was one of the first presidents to know about the aliens and Roosevelt knew about them. They found a crashed saucer near Roswell, New Mexico with dead aliens in it so they set up the committee probably on orders from Roosevelt. Roosevelt was the one that cut up Germany and gave all those countries to Russia. He wasn't a very nice guy and also dropped atomic bombs on civilians in a non-military scenario. Cooper says there were over 47 crashed saucers in the Texas, New Mexico area. In 1953, 10 more and 26 alien bodies recovered. 
Government law documents were put out to deal with this alien question and they set up the CIA with the main purpose to handle the alien question and to carry on with the intelligence, overseas intelligence, that they inherited from the Office of Special Operations at the end of the war. The MJ-12 committee was set up to oversee everything and be there all the time no matter who the president was. So now the MJ-12 are officially advisors to the United States government, before they were unofficial now they are by law a special committee. They handle the alien affairs, more money, more bases, more experiments, how to get the money for it, all that. Cooper says that they have the power now to come and take anyone with a saucer piloted by aliens or humans, because at the secret bases they've taught the American pilots to fly these things. They could come and take people away. Anybody who tried to say anything would just be laughed at as another UFO nut. He says there are good aliens. But everybody on the planet is always killing each other so we must appear crazy. He says there hasn't been 20 years without war in the last 2,000 years. He said that when the good aliens visited Edwards Air Force Base in 1954, they told President Eisenhower, whom they met there, that they would give their help if the Americans would destroy their atomic and nuclear weapons. And Eisenhower took this information to the MJ-12, of whom most of them, Rockefeller and all, make their fortunes making atomic weapons and rockets, and so they refused to have anything to do with those ones. The good aliens said they would have to be invited to help, otherwise they would be as bad as the greys. There are good aliens, but nobody invited them in, because most of our governments are already connected up with aliens. Which aliens are out there? Robertson says we know that the United States is connected up with the implanters. Most of the European nations in Russia are now connected up with the Markabian. They also take Earth bodies. A lot of aliens on this planet would not be different from anyone else. They may look like Nordic people from Norway or Sweden or they may look like small five-foot-high Indians from South America. There are many alien cultures interested in this planet. L. Ron Hubbard said that this is called Sun 12, Sol, and that we are in Sector 9, and this is Galaxy 1. Many will find that out when they audit, they find out where they are. Hubbard says this planet in the old days used to be known as Tiji. There were many wars and disasters about this planet. It can be read about that in the book Sector 9. The screenplay that Hubbard wrote called, Revolt in the Stars, portrays they also had trouble with some beings from another place called, The Grey Invaders. These are the same ones just further back on the track. There is an implanter base on Mars as shown in the film Alternative 3 in a base on the other side of the moon. Hubbard also claims there is Arnold base on Venus. Robertson says that there's some very mysterious happenings in government security and secrecy about Antarctica, which has persisted even since the Third Reich. He suspects it is another base. Just like the Dulce base and maybe with more places for ships to land. He says also we can assume there is a secret underground implanter base in at Pine Gap. There are a other bases in the United States and it says for West USA underground bases, Pine Gap. The M-A-R-C-A-B-I-A-N-S versus the I-M planters in the Scientology book sector 9, the Markabians and implanters were together at one time. Then came the Free Zone Decree and the exile of one of the chief implanters and that they split. They both want to control the world, but the implanters won't do it with implants. The things of doctors, medicine, drugs, biology, genetics and small radio transmitters in the brain. People are controlled by these. Alternatively, the Markabians want to do it now with their specialties, which is administration, paperwork and money, economic pressures. It's just as effective, but doesn't implant something up the nose to control us. We're merely controlled by economics, paperwork and what the newspapers write every day. That's another method of planetary control. 
Robertson says there's a third group, a real alternative three, who control people through truth and freedom so they can control themselves. That's what we call the free zone. Europe, Australia, South America and the United States has several of these places. In between all of these are the mass of humanity that are being tried to be controlled by all the other groups. According to Scientology information Robertson speaks of Galaxy 1 which is ours. Sector 0 is in the middle and Sector 9 down our way. Then Sun 12 Tijik is our Sun and Earth. The Markab Confederacy is up at the North Star, Round Polaris. Betelgeuse is in the constellation Orion. He said there would be a main ship patrolling that sector from the galactic patrol from this galaxy, who are dedicated to preserving civilizations with the maximum freedom for the individual. The good aliens were either friends of or members of the galactic patrol, who don't believe in enforcing their will on anyone, so that is representative of the central government of this galaxy. Now the Markabians used to be allied with those guys from Andromeda, which is the next galaxy over here, Galaxy Zero. Galaxy Zero. Robertson says in the past, they had so much trouble in this sector. Being started life forms in Galaxy Zero. The first place it spread to was this galaxy. It's the nearest one to that one. In 1950 Hubbard came along with some technology to free beings called Dianetics. He also had a lot of help from the Galactic Patrol and the people who are representing this galaxy citizen in Sector Zero. There's a little star sitting above the central core of the galaxy called the Pearl and Central is a planet that goes around it. It's a very beautiful place. That's where the Grand Council meets according to Hubbard. Apparently they were the ones that noticed with Hubbard's help that the implanter connection with the Markabians was what was ruining or messing up the help off Sector 9. So they ordered the exile finally of the chief implanter and he was taken back to Galaxy Zero, where he came from. Now this galaxy was also the start of the implanting project. But not everyone in the galaxy is bad, but a lot of them are civilized greys, not the ones we have here who are like a herd animal or a beehive. Those greys in the bases and doing research say that they cannot exist as individuals. They have to hobby this formation of superior rule all the time, the herd animal. They refer to their senior back here as the Keeper. Robertson found that everyone contacted that had any implanter connections, had a phenomenon called the Holder, the Keeper, and the Holder are the same thing. Galaxy Agreements Robertson said the top holders and the top keepers were in Andromeda and this was known many years ago. Implanter Shave come from Andromeda. At first they told everybody they only came from Betelgeuse, but he knew that they must have only come there because they have a water planet there. They needed water, material for their sustenance, their food and chips. Robertson claimed he knew all this stuff from Scientology deduced from the auditing meter. He found out that they were lying about where they were from and they were really from Betelgeuse, the constellation M31 in Andromeda, which is the galaxy next to this one and incredible that they found us. They made agreements with 14 countries of this planet. This information was received from a man in Australia who has a contact in the UN, most likely Waldheim. It was passed on at a press conference to an Austrian member of the Bilderbergers. The central government of this galaxy has presently, 1990, sent a diplomatic mission, which takes a few years even at hyper light speed, to meet with a group, who were contacted by telepathy, from the good Andromedans. They'll meet halfway to save time to make an agreement, because some of the peoples and affairs of this galaxy are not regulated by the central committee of this galaxy. The greys who came over into the United States and into these bases came in on a loophole in the rules and regulations of this sector. Robertson says the rule is that this area of the sector which was the old confederation of millions of years ago, later became the foundation for the entire galaxy. 
because they had handled a lot of the implanting in the area and they knew that that was the wrong way to do it. There were many casualties in the war about that, which is covered in the Sector 9 book, that if they were going to have people coming from another galaxy here, that the rules made by this galaxy would not apply to these people. Is Earth singled out? Robertson claims this planet was under quarantine and it was supposed to be helped to come upon its own self-determinism and decision of what it wanted to be. The priority was to bring everyone on the planet to an awareness of what their relationship was to the rest of the galaxy and what their spiritual heritage and history was. If everyone can experience their own right of self-determinism, are free well then it can work for others in the galaxy. Ones that may have been interfered with or had some troubles. An accident or some spiritual discomfort. He said people here have forgotten a lot of this awareness because of the miseducation and the visits of the implanters earlier. There is a history of alien interference on this planet. The technology may make life better if people are all controlled. This experimentation with controlling humans has been given attention by two galaxies. Robertson claimed that the implanters aim to control people and so they hide underground. That is why they are getting Americans to develop all these control methods. They could have taken over the planet easily, but instead use humans in experiments. They give technology in exchange for teaching Americans how to control people better. The MJ-12 people at the top bought it. Will people fight for freedom and win awareness of galactic affairs? Robertson said that the people who want freedom like William Cooper others are losing everything. But they are correct. They have the right and they have the truth, but it costs. Cooper said that we must solve it some way or it's all over. Robertson said that the Illuminati took over Scientology in the early 1980s. It is said to be run by Mossad. It seems the alien auditing technology to become a free individual, a clear, or Thaden, was passed on. If a person's spirit John break free of alien mind control the game is over for the implanters. It's finished for them. That is why they are exerting a lot of pressure and force plus billions and billions and so on to get their control in before we can get the freedom in. That is the galactic game to see who wins. Robertson recommended changing oneself to become free and individualized so they can never be touched by the implanters again. Let more people know about what is really going on. When we have the truth and the knowledge about it we cannot be fooled. Scientologists had the data from the e-meter or the session, but now we have evidence of it from witnesses who are actually working with these people and aliens. Robertson says we have many allies in the rest of this galaxy. They, but not the implanter bases, are hoping and wanting that we win, that we choose freedom. The people of this planet were free zone citizens, he said and they should make their own decision about the planet's future they should decide whether they want to belong to the implanters, the Markabians or they want to be in a free zone. There are a very few people in MJ-12 that work with the aliens compared to the number of people that if they found out all this data they would say, no, I don't want work with you, forget it. Is the power to escape alien domination in the individual? Robertson claimed that his fellow Scientologists were the leading edge of the future of this planet because they know what all the alien game is about and they are in a position to do something about it. He said that there could be three alien landing forces, one, the first, the implanters, two, the second, the Markabians, three, the third, the good guys, and they will try to bring people to their understanding the implanters will create a problem, possibly biological or genetic illness, and sell us the solution, that they have a cure. The change of a whole society can be the change of just the idea. The Markabians and implanters know this very well and can make you believe you are a sick body. Everybody's afraid to eat this or drink that or smoke that. They got you under control because of fear. Robertson adds that people, by hoping to get things better, are giving their power to those who would suppress them. Because they never tell you all the things they're doing to suppress you. 
that they keep secrets and that is what we're up against. They say it will be better, but it's not, because the borders will be open, but when we pull up they search our car. The Markabians are not here to help you, but they'll let you have a little freedom as long as you conform. But they don't teach you how to help each other, because if you could you might grow big and expand and get free and they'll lost control too. This was one Scientology view of the New World Order. Become free using your e-meter and overcome alien mind control. Alien alliances. Americans and Russians fight invading aliens with particle beam weapons together. It has been claimed now that the end to the Cold War has come about so the Russians and Americans can team up to fight the menace from space. Albilic has said that the U.S. now has their own particle beam weapons, putting out 1 by 10 to the 25th power joules, more power than a hydrogen bomb. These are fired into space to shoot down UFOs. Americans, when systems were operational, were shooting down 5 to 7 a week. The Russians are now doing the same with their particle beam weapons, filling football fields 50 feet thick with crashed ships. Al claims they were shooting down 30 a week and this included any spaceships within 250 miles above Russia, and known hostile ships even further out. They also shoot down friendly, Pleiadian ships. But one who knows claims that Soviets have worked for years perfecting laser weapons and now have one capable of shooting 1,000 miles, without the beam spreading more than 5 feet. James Van Zeeland writes that weapons now are even more deadly. M-transmissions come from ground-based antenna. There's an older version of similar TXRX site near Exmouth, Western Australia and one on the South Pole, too. Scalar wave M-transmissions are very different to particle beam. Particle beams are directed energy weapons where masses, photons, or particles travel through space to contact the target. In scalar M weapons, the electromagnetic field energy is turned into gravitational field energy and back again. The exchange can be localized to specific areas, making it possible to focus the effects through space-time itself. The weapon need not travel to its target. Energy simply bursts out of hyperspace at the target location. The basic method uses two ground sites to transmit waves that create the effect where they intersect and interfere. It has many applications, metal softening, anti-ICBM, bomber, cruise missile systems and energy bombs. Scalar M weapons can be used to induce biological effects such as heart seizure, emotional upset, disease, and even interjection of thoughts, emotions, and ideas. More information here, and in Bright Skies by Harry Mason. Article on testing Tesla invented weaponry in Australia. Aliens backing many factions. The one who knows claims that various factions such as the CIA, KGB, the Nazis, communists, FBI etc. are fighting each other, yet working towards the same goal, because British and European royalty and aristocrats together, the Bilderbergers, make all the global decisions and policies for the world to unite into one world government. This is covered excellently in Dr. John Coleman's Conspirators Hierarchy. The story of the committee of 300. From other sources it is written that the Bilderbergers have an alien alliance as does UN and the Freemasons. There is a common belief system that is followed from Freemasonry to the Nazis, various New Age groups and think tanks and UN in that they follow Theosophical teachings and Alice Bailey, formerly of the Theosophical Society. In particular they follow the belief that this age will pass away and a new race will be created which will supersede all others. This is supposedly the sixth Aryan race. Alice Bailey has further influenced her followers into believing that the world will ascend into a higher frequency and that a new group of world servers will be left to herald the new age to obey the masters of wisdom, who will be arriving from elsewhere in the universe. All other inferior races won't be necessary anymore. Werner von Braun stated in 1959 that he was entering into closer 
contact with ETs. The German space pioneer Hermann Oberth said they couldn't take credit for their record advancement in certain scientific fields that people from other worlds helped. America signs treaty with the aliens in the book The Ultimate Deception by Commander X. It tells of how USA started creating their own spaceships from back engineering the UFO that crashed at Roswell in 1947. There have been many other crashes also around the globe including many in China, with Germany receiving theirs in 1939. Americans sent their crashed UFOs to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base at Dayton, Ohio. Some of the lethal death weapons developed came from alien technology. President Eisenhower met with aliens on the 20th of February 1954 at Edwards Air Force Base. This was reported by Lord Clancarty, a British member of Parliament, who was told this by a former top U.S. test pilot, one of six people at the visitation. He'd been called in as technical advisor. These aliens spoke English, looked a little like humans, but misshapen and wanted an education program about themselves for USA and eventually the Earth. They showed him their ability to make themselves invisible and demonstrated their spacecraft. The invisibility, but knowing they were there, caused Eisenhower a lot of discomfort and he said the world wasn't ready yet for them. Doctor. Richard Boylan was told by a former NSA informant about an ET base on Earth, sanctioned by officials since 1954. In May 1954 after meeting with the ETs Eisenhower along with CIA director, Walter Bedell Smith, Prince Bernhard of the Netherlands, David Rockefeller and other top world financiers, later Secretary of State Dean Rusk, later British Minister of Defense Dennis Healy and other Western power leaders convened as the Bilderberg Group, a Western collective management of the world order. One of the first items discussed was ET contact. They collaborated with the Council for Foreign Relations, CFR. Both these groups decided to enter into an arrangement with the ETs whom were given an island in French Polynesia as a base. Aliens working with scientists. Dr. Boylan's informant said that these ETs, the diplomatic corps, will be introduced to Earthlings, saying that they are from the Pleiades, who by the way have been here since the beginning of time. These ET scientists consultants assisted American scientists in developing the computer chip, fiber optics, lasers, gene splicing therapy, cloning, night vision equipment, super tenacity fibers, aerospace ceramics, stealth technology, particle beam devices and gravity control flight. NSC's Dr. Michael Wolf is part of U.S. Gov. Duties shared living quarters with aliens while doing research at underground laboratories. He said the Greys worked underground and he also worked with human-appearing aliens dubbed Semitics from Altair 4 and 5 and Nordics from the Pleiades. UFO crashes first occurred in 1941, 1946, Roswell and two other crashes in 1947. William Cooper said people who work at these bases don't come forward because they sign a contract agreeing to the erasure of their memory, with hypnotics, hypnotic drugs and suggestion after you leave that you don't remember what you did that day. And that after the whole job and their contract over they do a chemical erasure of their entire memory of the thing. Radar frequency change to not disrupt UFO navigation systems. Al Bielik, physicist and Philadelphia experiment survivor, said that for the Eisenhower Treaty in 1954 with the aliens as part of non-interference, Radar used had to change from 435 MHz as they said it knocks out their navigation systems, hence the crashes. This is apparently the frequency for the universe and is used to create time, space tunnels. Radar now goes from 8 to 10 GHz, 10 times the frequency, to make no interference to spaceships. Al also said that Roosevelt had already met with two groups of aliens in 1934 during the Depression and had elected to work with the Blue Grays. They arranged to swap technology in exchange for allowing people to be abducted. 
He'd already met with Pleiadians, but they wouldn't give him weapon technology so they went over to the Germans. Nikola Tesla is said to have developed anti-gravity technology early this century, and claims to have spoken daily with ETs. The world's most advanced mathematician Ramanujan says he was in contact with a goddess, and also the physicist Walter Russell with a cosmic messenger. Eisenhower's alien meeting in The Ultimate Deception by Commander X, Frank Stranges, a man who was friends with one of three Venusians dealing with the Pentagon, has this to say of the meeting, during this meeting of press. Eisenhower with the aliens in 1954 three UFOs landed on the runway. The president had with him several members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, several members of the National Security Council, a representative from Rockefeller's office and a representative from the Rothschilds. They viewed a UFO about 30 feet in diameter. The UFO dematerialized in front of their eyes. They have pictures of this and apparently the UFO is still at Edwards Air Force Base in CA. They say it was the direct cause of press, Eisenhower's first heart attack. To this day nobody has been able to crack into the UFO, lasers didn't even warm up on the surface. Every president has been to see this spaceship. One of the Venusians at the Pentagon called Val Thor, apparently still on Earth and not even aged, looks exactly like a human. This story is covered in The Ultimate Deception where there is a photo of Val Thor. Nordic aliens from the Pleiades and other places also look exactly like this, and claim that the Scandinavians are their descendants. It has been said that the Nazis down in Antarctica are in league with renegade Pleiadians. Hitler has also said to have been in touch with Pleiadians. Al Bielik also writes this. Hitler's Alien Alliance. In the book Extraterrestrial Friends and Foes by George C. Andrews it tells of Hitler's Alien Alliance. George says, in his opinion, that in the ceremonial black magic practiced by the elite core of the Nazis, the Black Order, now the innermost core of the CIA, that was created from former Nazis that came to USA contact was established with the Greys. The Bavarian Serpent Worship Illuminati also established contact with Reptoids as covered in Cult of the Serpent by Brandon. Aliens were giving technology to both sides of the war. Al Bielik says that with the deal with aliens and press, Eisenhower in 1954 for technology, 75 underground bases were created for the Greys, with construction starting in 1959. Apparently Rand Corporation did the work. The Greys returned in one ship and many smaller shuttles at Edwards Air Force Base. He claims there are now over 1 million Grey on Earth today. After the Philadelphia experiment on the 12th of August 1943 created a rift in time to August 12, 1983 by opening a vortex between the two dates, Large spaceships have been able to enter our world, using time travel to get here. It was set UPBY the aliens, he says, and they started to arrive in even greater numbers after the time rift. Big ships would park in orbit and they literally started invading Earth en masse. Aliens working with Americans in underground bases continuing with the ultimate deception, the first official communication between the intelligence officers of the U.S. Gov. Dot and the occupants of three alien saucers took place on April 30, 1964 at Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. Once again secret deals were made to exchange technology for allowing aliens to abduct humans and to ignore cattle mutilations. Aliens are still working together with U.S. scientists in underground bases on anti-grav technology and genetically engineering hybrids. This is being done at Pine Gap also. However, it has been found that abductees were not just being medically examined but implanted with transmitting devices. John Lear is an ace pilot, whose father built the Lear Aircraft Company. He claims that aliens have seized control of underground faculties on military bases in Nevada and New Mexico. 
The aliens there are putting together a Frankenstein army, part alien and part human. They first impregnate abducted women for about six or so weeks. Then the woman is then re-abducted and the fetus removed to grow in a tank. Closing parenthesis. John Lear says that the military has tried to fight back but has been repeatedly overpowered and some 65 CIA agents were shot to death by the Greys in one battle. Alien technology now in use. Aurora Hypersonic Aircraft Branton writes that alien vehicles are being tested at the Alien Physical Technology Center at S-4 at the Nevada test site and are being replicated at Kirkland AFB and Sandia Laboratories. He states also that McDonnell Douglas, Lockheed and Northrop Corps are now involved with the replication of alien hardware for the military-industrial establishment. Tim Swartz has covered a lot of this information in this in his two books Evil Agenda of the Secret Government, Exposing Project Paperclip and the Underground UFO Bases of Hitler's Elite Scientific Corps and in Secret Black Projects of the NWO, Anti-Gravity UFOs, Black Helicopters and Mysterious Flying Triangles. From other sources it is stated that former Nazi scientists began work on the hypersonic aircraft called Aurora at Area 51 in Nevada, where they back-engineered crashed UFOs. Aurora aircraft can fly at 8,000 miles an hour, more than six times the speed of sound and have been traced coming from Pine Gap in Australia, and flying past Southern California to Area 51 at night, leaving behind sonic quakes. These Aurora aircraft have also been seen landing at night at RAF Macrahanish, Scotland to refuel. They then go over the North Pole back to Area 51. They also stop at an atoll in the Pacific. The speed makes it invulnerable to missiles. They refuel with liquid methane in mid-air. The craft is triangular with a diamond-shaped set of four lights. The Aurora research has moved to Pine Gap and it has been also said that a new area for Area 51 has been located in Utah. Alien Technology at Pine Gap Secret Technology at Pine Gap in the book Cosmic Conspiracy by Stan Deo. He writes that Pine Gap is 12 miles from the dead center of Australia and has been drilled down 5.3 miles. This bore could be used as an underground antenna for VLF electricity broadcasts. He says as it is supposed to be involved in both upper atmospheric subsurface research, the bore antenna could be used to tune a gigantic standing wave field around the entire planet. This system could be tuned to set up a resonating electric field around the planet to an altitude of 250 miles. The book says that there are rumors saying that Pine Gap has a very large nuclear facility used to power its enormous transceiver. More rumors say also high-voltage, high-energy plasma accelerators possibly for power generation, a death ray, or plasma cannon. Dr. Jean-Francois Guile writes that the U.S. base at West Cape, near Exmouth Gulf in Western Australia has an older type of the transceiver used at Pine Gap which is used to send electric current to submerged U.S. submarines who trail a wire antenna. It is known that electric currents transmitted in this way are referred to as plasmodynamic cells. Stan Deo continues that a 1973 press release said that Pine Gap and its sister station in Guam, Micronesia in the Pacific, supported photographic satellites. Each weighed 11 tons, was 50 feet long by 10 feet wide which could scan the entire surface of the Earth every 24 hours, varying its altitude from 100 minus 200 miles for close-ups. The pictures were so sharp they could show an object 12 inches wide. They could also use infrared sensors. Anti-grav research at Pine Gap Bill Chalker wrote for the Australasian ufologist that William Martin, a major NSA defector revealed that U.S. has been carrying out continuous research into electromagnetic propulsion at Pine Gap since 1966. This was originally started in use after the war. It was necessary to move this to more remote spots. Security aspects have included hypnotic and post-hypnotic keys planted in personnel prior into acceptance into the project. 
Apparently, two Pine Gap employees visiting Perth spoke of electromagnetic devices manifesting as UFOs and even alien beings at Pine Gap. Also, three witnesses saw a camouflaged door open up within Pine Gap and a circular metallic craft rose vertically and silently, before taking off at high speed. This collaborates what we were told in the Fortress Australia article. Billy D was sent a post about a man who claimed his father worked on UFOs at Pine Gap. He worked for the FAA most of his life and also worked at the Traffic Control Center in Seymour, CA in 1970 fixing the programming of mainframe computers. He was one of only two or three in the U.S. who knew whatever program they were installing. During the late 70s he made several trips to Washington, D.C., Atlantic City and Australia. He wasn't allowed to talk to his wife about what he did, saying it was beyond his control. She would get mad at his long trips to Australia. When the parents came to visit on one of their usual, sudden arrivals and departures, the man noticed a locked briefcase that was chained to him. They were followed by two men everywhere in a car. They too, became under constant surveillance and their phone waste-apped. The son noticed vans with gub. License plates following him everywhere too and started getting threatening phone calls. After confronting his father he confessed that he was working on a flying saucer, involved with anti-gravity propulsion, melting the computer elements together for the guidance or stability part of it, underground at Pine Gap. He said that heckled get any information on his son to prove what he said was true. The next day he called and revealed all his personal business and told him to be quiet and not make waves or they would not be around. The underground bases Branton writes that the RAND symposium held on deep underground construction indicated during the 50s plans were made to build underground bases, laboratories and city complexes linked by a stupendous network of tunnels to preserve and protect the ongoing secret interests of the secret societies. These secret societies made a pact with alien entities in order to further motives of domination. But they are now being dominated by the aliens who think the humans inferior. The underground network in AGRT The Dulce Book by Branton describes the Mount Shasta, California underground city, Telos, a branch of a subterranean kingdom of Agarti under Mongolia. Apparently two opposing factions from their supported different sides of the WW2. The technologists sided with the Allied forces and the occultists with the Axis forces. An occult order called Melchizedek is based in Telos and in Sirius. Syrian cultists believe one world government is for world peace and to raise this planet into fourth-dimensional frequency. People in ancient Bavarian Roman cults, secret societies, promoting the formation of global government, are being manipulated by reptilians to annex this planet to their Luciferian Interstellar Empire Collective. Visit to Dulce, New Mexico Branton Strangeness on the Archuleta Plateau The Transcript, titled, Recollections and Impressions of Visit to Dulce, New Mexico, October 23, 24, 1988, is reproduced in its entirety below. Upon arrival I was introduced to Dr. John F. Guile, a French national. Dr. Guile has a PhD in math physics from the University of Paris. He had worked very closely with the French government on the UFO phenomenon in that country. Dr. Guile had also released a report on another, Dulce-like, base near Pine Gap, Alice Springs, Australia. This base is a massive multi-leveled facility run by the Club of Rome, which, like the Bilderberger organization, is reputedly a cover for the Bavarian Illuminati. The article spoke of anti-gravity disk research and plans to make Pine Gap a major control center for a new world order. Pine Gap is equipped with whole levels of computer terminals tied into the major computer mainframes of the world which contain the intimate details of most of the inhabitants of industrialized nations. 
The article also spoke of the infiltration of several major religious denominations, the media, international governments, the economy, education, and other levels of society by the Bavarian Illuminati, in order to prepare the way for a new world order dictatorship. The report also stated that the workers at Pine Gap are highly indoctrinated and programmed so that they do not threaten or sabotage the security of the Illuminati projects being carried out there, wrote Branton. Underground rituals excerpts from manipulating those of us on the surface by Branton Branton states that the underground RH negative reptilian hybrid genetic lines have been manipulating us on the surface for centuries. The underground society acting as the parasite members of the Masonic Lodge have access with those living below having been initiated into the 13 Illuminati degrees i.e. the 34 to 46 degrees. The House of the Temple in Washington, D.C. says Reverend Jim Shaw showed definite signs of serpent worship during his own initiation into the 33rd Freemason degree. Underneath most major cities, especially in the USA, there exist subterranean counterpart cities controlled by the Masonic hybrid alien elite. Often surface, subsurface terminals exist beneath Masonic lodges, police stations, airports and federal buildings of many cities. Those in the underground society have access to interstellar technology and in fact or controlled society actually serves to feed their ongoing conquests of other worlds, including the use of Montauk-like Stargate time tunnel technology which our planetary grid, which is unique in the universe, allows. Some of the major population centers were deliberately established by the Masonic hybrid elite of the old and new worlds to afford easy access to already existence underground levels, some of which are thousands of years old, and considering that Los Alamos labs had working prototype nuclear-powered thermal bore drills that could literally melt tunnels through the earth at a rate of 8 miles per hour 40 years ago, you can imagine how extensive these underground systems have become. The cult of the serpent New York City is one of the largest draconian nests in the world i.e. the ancient underground, Atlantean, systems that network beneath that area. They literally control the entire Wall Street pyramid from below with more than a little help from reptilian bloodlines like the Rockefellers, etc. Maintaining control of planet Earth is essential to the reptilian cause of conquest and control of the entire galaxy if not beyond, due to the uncommonly diverse and rare elements and resources that this planet contains, not to mention the grid system which allows for the generation of time, space gates. For instance, one couple who was initiated into the cult of the serpent was later approached by an agent of a major space federation who informed them of the many atrocities that the alt three forces of Earth were committing against the peaceful inhabitants of other worlds. Branton thinks they are referring to the black operations based beneath Neuschwabelland Antarctica, Dulce New Mexico, Pine Gap Australia, and Montauk NY. For more information on the underground empire and the Masonic and organized criminal connections, please refer to the following sites, the Masonic Underground Network, War of the Caverns the Masonic Underground Bases, Interview with Alex Christopher The Masonic Underground Cults, Caverns, Dungeons and Labyrinths, The Pine Gap Underground Base, Australia's UFO Connections An article was sent to the Rumor Mills news site anonymously about recent developments in Australia preparing it to be ASAFE haven for the global elite during a one-world government with martial law. An alien invasion may also be impending. It appears to be written by an Australian former gov. Insider. Here is a short summary. In 1989 Australian emergency services began to be upgraded and military reservists encouraged and the National Safety Council was started for this NSCA. Police, fire and ambulance services are now under one roof and sold to a company called Intergraph Inc., which is a specialized American communications company said to be closely connected to the NSA. In 1976 an American John Frederick, backed by the CIA joined and became executive director in 1982. 
I'd expanded rapidly with an elaborate base in Gippsland, Victoria containing a private air force and marine section. Australian intelligence were trained by the CIA. NSCA provided security backup to all the American secret bases in Australia including the new Omega bases in Victoria and Tasmania. The US Air Force conducted joint training exercises with the NSCA. The association with the East Sail Secure RAAF base was a close one and is often used by NASA U-2 flights and other unexplained U.S. aircraft. It is also the repository of secret UFO information and Frederick Valentich attended for a special course relating to UFOs before he disappeared over Bass Strait in 1978 while reporting a close encounter with a large UFO. So concerned was Valentich about what he had seen and been told at sale that he emotionally told his parents shortly afterwards that, should they take me I should be okay so don't worry, they will probably put me back. NSCA is said to be closely involved with the UFO problem and can affect retrievals on land and from the great ocean depths. Their private airline for did drug running and moving laundered money in and out of Australia. Friedrich flew in an executive jet in U.S. colors and the CIA insignia on the tail and his ex-personal pilot mentioned three occasions he collected him from Pine Gap where was always waiting alone on the vacant airstrip. Australia is now under America's POWERA new headquarters is being selected near Canberra probably in underground facilities in the Snowy Mountains. It is a vast system capable of supporting thousands of people and connected to Canberra by a secret underground railway. There is now an integrated military force as coordinated with all emergency services and police organizations. The machinery of a police state is firmly in place and total military control could be established in a few hours. In 1996, the Australian Army, Air Force and Navy were coordinated under a single commanding officer. New training methods for the police have been adopted and state-of-the-art equipment purchased. The FBI has been helping restructure in line with the American system. This includes specialized training courses in advanced interrogation methods. Australian prisons are being privatized by Wakenhut Inc., owned by a former FBI senior officer and still in contact with them and the CIA. Rumors persist of internment camps in prohibited military areas. Wakenhut Inc. is supplying hundreds of conformed tent prisons, razor wire and electric fencing. In 1975, Prime Minister Whitlam resented America's secret bases at Pine Gap, Narunga and Northwest Cape. Ironically, Pine Gap helped Whitlam's removal by carrying secret communications between Washington and Australia. Thespy Christopher Boyce read the top secret coded traffic going to and coming from Pine Gap which indicated that America was destroying the Australian Gov. His supervisor, named the Governor General, who sacked Whitlam as Armand Kerr, Boyce saw daily instructions sent to CIA field officers, Australian Union leaders, politicians, senior public officials and many others on the payroll. Pine Gap made it easy. The deputy PM Dr. Jim Cairns claimed the Americans would mount a violent overthrow of the government if they did not succeed by clandestine means, saying, I believe there is a strong chance the Americans will try to do to us what they have just done in Chile, we could all be killed in the process. He was serious. The Pine Gap OPERATIONA scientist among Australia's elite in a key position revealed, there are at least 10 top secret American facilities in Australia with the so-called Joint Defense Space Research Facility at Pine Gap being the most important. Originally, Pine Gap was decreed to control and act as a downlink for geosynchronous satellites gathering intelligence, stationed over the Pacific and Asia by the CIA, NSA and the NRO. Pine Gap's position is for its proximity to the Pacific and Indian Oceans and Asia, and window to outer space. 
Its position on the Earth's surface in relation to other important areas situated on the planet, its isolation and situation in an area of low electromagnetic radiation. Construction was undertaken solely by American contractors who flew in their own workforce from the U.S. on a shift basis. The base became operational after two years. Large underground facilities are rumored to extend some 12 levels below the base. Long tunnels are laid out in a pattern similar to the spokes of a wheel and extend several miles from the center of the base. In a deep shielded underground chamber a secret nuclear reactor similar in size to those used to power submarines was installed to drive large AC and DC generators. It also has an official above-ground diesel-powered generating station shut down most of the time and not connected to an outside electricity supply. Reportedly, extending some 20,000 below the base is a borehole containing an ultra-low-frequency antenna which is apparently used for secret experiments supposedly related to Nikola Tesla's resonance theories as well as low-frequency communications throughout the world. Pine Gap's communication systems are the most sophisticated available utilizing satellites, microwave, low-frequency and their own dedicated cable to the USA they are directly connected to Narunga, Northwest Cape, Geraldton, Australian Defense Signals Directorate in Melbourne, Canberra, Sydney, all CIA and NSA stations, ASIO, CIS and the Australian Defense Science and Technology Organization which deals with UFOs and crash retrievals. Weekly personal shopping is undertaken in the USA Pine Gap as a multi-billion dollar operation of great importance to the American government. Pine Gap has eight wideratomes placed near groups of long low buildings. A few miles from the base has a double security fence patrolled continuously by American guards and the Australian Federal Police Force. Pine Gap is now being expanded. A second above-ground power station is now under construction as well as a large number of houses for additional staff. The staff was increased to around 1,200 in 1996. The reason given is Asian economic espionage. UFOs seen near Pine Gap The Fortress Australia writer says Central and South Australia has always had high UFO activity focusing on the Woomers rocket range and the nuclear test site at Maralinga. Since construction started at Pine Gap and later at Narunga, there was a rapid rise in UFO sightings, which have continued, some being described as bizarre. One case in 1989 involved three hunters who were on an all-night shooting trip in the hills near Pine Gap at around 4.30 a.m. They observed a large camouflaged door open on the side of a low hill inside the security compound and a metallic, circular disc appear from the gaping black hole, tip on its edge and disappear vertically at tremendous speed. The door then slowly shut and everything returned to normal. The camouflage was so good that from their vantage point they were unable to observe anything unusual about the area after the door closed. In 1975, the occupants of a passenger plane which was passing, observed a large white object, similar in size to one of the white radomes, suddenly leapt into the air and disappeared rapidly towards the northwest. Most of the passengers and crew witnessed the event. In 1980, a camouflaged door case occurred when two members off to Northern Territory Police, who were taking part in a search for a missing Alice Springs child, watched as three bath-tuba-shaped objects flew slowly over the base and then one by one disappeared into an oblong black hole in a hillside. This also occurred during the early hours of the morning and as the two police officers had arranged to meet other members of the search party they left without seeing the door close. Strange beams from UFOs at Pine Gap in 1973 Another type of sighting involves blue, red and gold pencil-like beams. A man camp near Pine Gap saw a vertical shaft of very bright blue light emanating from the area of the base. 
His binoculars showed most of the base, eight miles away as well as a strange-looking object apparently hovering above it at a height he estimated to be around 1,000 feet. Firstly, he thought it was a cigar-shaped balloon or blimp, but this idea quickly evaporated when the object slowly tipped to a 45 deg angle exposing what appeared to be its top surface. The object was perfectly circular with a central dome. 1,000 feet above the base the cartographer estimated the diameter off to disk to be a little more than half the distance between the pine gap base and the disk's bottom edge, making it between 500-600 of a foot in diameter. In the moonlight, the disk appeared to be a dull gray color with a slight yellow fuzz around its edge. A thin bright blue beam, like a rod, slowly extended from the disk to the base. It slowly moved in a telescopic fashion from the disk and gradually extended behind the radomes. A few minutes later, the light beam retracted only to be followed by a similar blue beam slowly extending from the base to the disk, followed by a gold-colored beam which appeared very close to the blue one. After about 30 seconds, both retracted back into the base. This process continued for about 40 minutes and ended when the disk made some rapid oscillations, lit up like a neon sign, and ascended vertically at very high speed, disappearing in a few seconds. After he reported it he got a grilling by some very officious people who warned him to keep silent about his experience otherwise he would be in for some very real trouble. A more complex sighting at Pine Gap. In 1984 five witnesses on a tip-off positioned themselves about 10 miles away. Vehicles were moving around the main base and groups of people in coveralls were gathering near the radomes. Suddenly a bright beam of gold-colored light sprang up from the center of the radome area. This was not a pencil-like beam but seemed to be several meters in width and extremely intense. The width of the beam appeared to remain the same as far as it could be seen extending vertically into the sky. It looked almost solid. Long uneven clouds developed in the clear air surrounding the beam which despite a breeze blowing at the time remained stationary. The beam suddenly cut off and the tubular clouds started to drift to the east like a vertical vapor trail. The beam pulsed several times and each time it did so the cloud effect returned even forming what looked like a series of smoke rings. They all felt extremely disturbed even to the point of nausea. The gold light beam shot down and once again the dirty looking clouds started drifting away. Then five star-like objects approached from the south. Four were in a tight diamond-shaped formation and the fifth which looked like a cylinder followed at a distance of about two miles. The four smaller objects took up positions north, south, east and west of the base each moving in small circles. The white cylindrical shaped object with a bright while halo around its center moved towards the base reducing altitude to about 500 feet and stopped, rocking up and down for the whole duration. Once in position blue light beams started flashing between all five objects and the ground. After about five minutes one of the small objects rapidly descended towards the and appeared to land at its northern end. It remained for 17 minutes then returned to its original position east of the Bassiand approximately 1,000 feet from the ground. The gold light beam again emanated from the area of the radomes. This time the small objects began to rotate around the beam and ascend vertically as if they were examining it. The four objects then returned spiraling down the beam and returning to their previous positions. The cloud was thickening around the light beam and looked like a long thin ionic column. The beam was turned off and once again the grayish cloud broke up and drifted towards the east. In a jerking motion the cylindrical object started to gain altitude stopping in proximity to the smaller objects which had reformed their diamond-shaped formation. The group then moved off in a southerly direction and disappeared in a few seconds. The witnesses saw seven other UFOs in the area over the next few days and it was recorded on video.
UFO sightings at Alice Springs The Keith Basterfield Network Australasia has catalogued various sightings near Alice Springs. In summary, these have been witnessed. Campers saw a bright silver ball of white light flickering, then other white lights grouped with it and they moved away quickly. In 1998 witnesses saw a large silver glow in the sky the size of a basketball which disappeared south. The two-way radio failed during this appearance. At the same time there had been a triangular-shaped cluster of five smaller lights flickering back and forth, which faded out. Other sources say in 1996 40 orange lights the size of a thumbnail comprised two distinct formations. The first was a circle of 19 lights which hovered for about 15 minutes. Then 21 similar lights moved into two straight lines from east to west, then formed one evenly spaced straight line. Both formations then traveled west and were lost sight of. A UFO showing like a blue light landed about 10 kilometers west of Alice Springs. Suddenly it rose up and the witnesses saw it was about 14 meters diameter, with a flat base with lines running around the bottom and a rounded top. The blue light formed a halo around it and it made a whirly noise. It was above the car for a short time and they thought they were being watched. It then flew towards Pine Gap. The locals said then that many cement trucks were going to Pine Gap. A man has claimed that to have been taken aboard a UFO and flown to a base beneath Pine Gap, where evidence of alien liaison between aliens, the military and government was occurring on a cosmic scale. World Alien Contacts The Fortress Australia writer claims alien contact was possibly first achieved by the USA, with information from various sources indicating radio communication followed by personal contact occurred in the early 1950s. The Soviet Union and UK established their own contacts about the same time. After some understanding was reached the initial methods of communication were centralized in the USA with the Russians cooperating by the mid-1950s. This developed the secret establishment of the NSA by the Truman administration in November, 1954 to identify, monitor and establish reliable and secure communications with visiting aliens with which they are now deeply involved. The aliens are pursuing their own agendas and reject interference from Earth's officialdom or the broad masses they control. Alien involvement in Australia is similar to that of the USA, Europe and Russia. For some technological rewards and minor cooperation in other areas, the ETs conduct their own genetic experimentation and the exploitation of the country is generally totally unhindered by humans. They do what they want as there is no way of stopping them. Alien involvement in Australian affairs started in the late 1940s just as it did in the USA during the 1950s and early 1960s the British were conducting nuclear testing in South Australia test firing a variety of missiles at the Woomera rocket range. The UFO activity was so intense that it had to be suspended, often for several days, due to electromagnetic effects causing total electrical failure at the test sites. Woomera itself was often blacked out for hours by the close approach of the UFOs. More than 16,000 feet of film was taken of a variety of vehicles crisscrossing the area. During the early 1950, SBOTH the USA and Russia made contact with two alien species who apparently often worked together on various scientific projects and joint military matters including what we would describe as the policing of their own areas of influence. Technical help from aliens to prevent an attack from outer SPACEAs many as seven other groups were visiting the planet not associated with the first two. They were unfriendly to them and each other and often directly hostile to humans. Secret official research at the time indicated that several of these groups appeared to be preparing a huge worldwide military operation or police action against the Earth. So friendly cooperation with the first two groups became even more important. 
technical help provided by the two initial contact groups brought accelerated technology and made the development of SDI a real possibility. In return for our governments allowing these aliens secret exploitation of the planet and human race, they would provide the technical know-how to prevent further major wars and stop any other interested extraterrestrials from invading the planet. It has been said with some authority that they are the brains behind SDI, Star Wars, the extension of which is Harp Witches aimed at creating an electromagnetic shield around the world to prevent an attack from outer space. The Russians have actively cooperated since its inception. Such advanced defense systems required worldwide coverage involving operational centers in secure areas in several countries. Australia is utilized for this purpose. Pine Gap involves secret scientific experiments into anti-gravity and magnetic propulsion. Though its communication functions are important its research and development sections situated below the surface are considered vital to the future of the planet. Here extraterrestrials conduct their work in partial cooperation with human scientists. They live in special conditions in virtual isolation and come and go as they please. The final stages of SDI including the HARP system should be functioning by 1998-99 and if necessary its entire worldwide operation will be controllable from the network of secret bases in Australia. We can only guess who controls it. Other Australian US bases Narunga base is similar, on the surface its military role is to draw information from a series of geostationary satellites which watch for missile launches and nuclear detonations throughout Asia and the Middle East. Acting as a backup facility to Pine Gap with extensive underground installations and also an illegal nuclear reactor. Narunga base began in 1969 and the UFO activity in the Woomera area increased during nuclear and missile testing of the 1950s and early 1960s. It remains one of the most active UFO areas in Australia. One source told the anonymous writer that aliens used Narunga 2 with a free hand and there was no way of controlling them. They run the place, he said. Narunga's purpose remains top secret, but it has similar communication links as Pine Gap and a separate undersea cable link to the USA. Rumors are that direct links are maintained with a similar installation. Situated in northwest China and the ultra-secret American base at the South Pole, Woomera remains part of the global network and is said to be involved in a wide range of low-frequency and resonance experimentation in conjunction with Pine Gap and the Alaskan-based HARP project. Northwest Cape could be a key point in controlling the HARP magnetic field over a large part of the southern hemisphere. In Geraldton installation, WA the principal partners are the USA and Australia. Under the UK-USA agreement the British and Other Club members are given access to the information gathered when it is considered necessary. The controlling bodies off to ultra-modern installation are the American NSA and the Australian DSD. It monitors the entire Australian telecommunication system, all incoming and outgoing international telephone calls, faxes, telex and radio transmissions. It operates in conjunction with Pine Gap and to a lesser extent Narungur giving it almost unlimited intrusive powers into all levels of electronic communications in Australia. Geraldton is one of the most expensive installations ever built. A source quoted the actual figure at $1 billion and $400 million with the, the system is capable of conducting worldwide clandestine surveillance and like UK, one of its major purposes is to gather intelligence information from throughout the United States. The East Sail UFO accidentally seen at a hangar the Fortress Australia writer also said the East Sail RAAF base in Victoria. NASA makes extensive use of the facilities on a regular basis and many other American and foreign nationality aircraft have been seen there along with other strange aircraft operating mainly at nighttime, which appear like American stealth fighter planes. 
Since the late 1940s, in cooperation with the United States and other major world government authorities East Sail has become a major UFO research establishment including crash retrievals. During the 1980s four people from a TV station attended the opening of a building at RAAF East Sail. One such hangar had two side doors were partly open so they decided to take a look inside. Towards the rear of the hangar was a large metallic gray disc-like object standing on three short legs. It was about 60 feet in diameter with a central height of about 18 to 20 feet. Scaffolding was arranged around its right-hand side with a platform extending to what looked like a curved top doorway situated near the top of the object. They also noticed what appeared to be small square windows on each side of the doorway and evenly spaced around the top of the object. They videoed it noticing surface markings similar to Korean script. There was an elderly man talking to two smaller men, the size of five-year-old children in the center of the office area. They were looking at drawings on a small table and didn't notice the cameraman. The tall man looked up and appeared puzzled by the two cameramen. He walked to the door and asked them if HQ needed more pictures and why hadn't they called him about it. The TV men replied that they had nothing to do with HQ. The man's expression had absolute horror. The intruders met four guards who confiscated the film. Australian Alien Bases the American base in Antarctica, the secret American Antarctic base is an integral part of America's network and linked via satellite to Pine Gap and other bases in Australia, Christchurch in New Zealand, Punta Arenas in southern Chile and the long-standing CIA, NSA base in Cape Town, South Africa according to the Fortress Australia writer. Large trenches were mined in which buildings were placed in neat rows, then covered with now deep ice and snow, due to natural ice buildup. Due to the large air spaces in the trenches, now tunnels, the ambient temperature of the air was raised to above freezing level without affecting the surrounding ice. This combined with the individual heated buildings make it a comfortable place to live. The main purpose of the base appears to be top secret experimentation in the area of electromagnetism and the Earth's magnetic field. An Australian scientist with the Southern Lights research team at the main Australian Antarctic base, situated at Mawson told the author about American activities there. He said that when they conducted their regular experiments, big changes occurred in the aurora and communications were affected. He believed they were driving electromagnetic energy into the Earth's magnetic field which was causing the disruption in the aurora and probably related to the HARP experiments in Alaska as the effects on the northern lights were similar. Has Hubble seen an alien invasion of huge magnitude? According to the Fortress Australia article, the Tidbinbilla tracking station, jointly established between UK, USA and Australia close to Canberra is the most important in Australia. It is a vital control center for the Hubble Orbital Telescope. The first images received by Tidbinbilla found that virtually every star has a solar system. The truth angered the American control room staff that the Australians and British now knew. Hubble now operates satisfactorily and photographs are airbrushed before release. The park's radio telescopes according to a government source first detected intelligent signals from outer space more than 25 years ago. It has been involved with the SETI program. Park's hit rate was alarmingly high so the plug had to be pulled in 1995 before too much leaked out. Intelligent radio and television signals were identified in several parts of the galaxy and emanating from areas up to 3,000 light years away from the Earth. It's classified above top secret that technical civilizations equal or superior to our own were very active more than 3,000 years ago. They captured enhanced television pictures showing the daily life of a number of alien civilizations of ages past and still do. NSA has close cooperation with parks and has liaison staff posted there on a full-time basis as an outpost of the NSA's vital intelligence gathering network. Nothing is sure, 
only that obvious and massive preparations are being made to protect and secure the Australian continent from a cataclysmic event. No doubt time will tell. The Fortress Australia author would like to mention that as far as possible the information contained in this report was checked and where possible attempts were made to verify it. However, it has to be borne in mind that some information may contain some inaccuracies due to the impossibility of verifying source material. Nevertheless, the author considers the majority of the information well-founded and truthful. It should also be pointed out that many of the providers of this information required their identities to be covered in such a way that they could not be identified. This involved some minor alterations to the narrative to produce such cover and has not compromised the information described in any way. Rumors have persisted in Australia that all the initial SDI experiments and developments were successful and a large part of the system is fully operated and controlled by America's secret Australian and Antarctic bases. Tracking deep space activities, it has been said that the real secret is in Canberra, not Alice Springs at the Tidbinbilla tracking station, outside Canberra, which, besides controlling and tracking military satellites is also involved in deep space vehicle control. CDSCCIS responsible for the tracking of spacecraft that partake in interplanetary missions. The complex is a NASA facility operated under a USA-Australian government agreement which involves JPL, CSIRO Australia and British Aerospace Australia. Reports coming in from Tidbinbilla, by someone who worked there, were on weather control, UFOs, killer satellites and much more. There is a huge high-tech James Bond-type operation hub in Canberra. There is a rumored system called the Deakin Exchange which is the grown-up big brother of Echelon, and not under the NRO. Pine Gap for the elite after the stock market crash, Dr. Guile writes that several times, locals have seen white disks about 30 feet in diameter being unloaded from large U.S. cargo planes at the airport serving Pine Gap with the USAF emblem on them. It seems likely that disks are assembled and based at Pine Gap because many disks seen at night would confirm this. Much furniture has been delivered by plane from the United States. The locals also say that an enormous amount of food is stocked in warehouses of what could well be a true multi-leveled underground city. Dr. Guile writes that shares put on the market at the same time will cause a stock market crash of such magnitude that all the national economies of the West will collapse at the same time. Cash will worthless and the risks of a global confrontation, plan, will be high. The purpose of Pine Gap and other underground bases purpose will become obvious. If a global confrontation is going to break out, those bases will serve as a place of safety for the politicians and their staff, as well as the international financiers, their family and friends. Plastic cards will be necessary, there will be abolishment of all ownership rights and in the setting up of a world government that will ensure peace. The underground bases will make possible the disappearance of those who do not conform. There are already many concentration camps. Our new masters will end up saying they have the alien support, and that way are on the eve of a golden age and it will be the worst dictatorship ever known to mankind according to Dr. Guile. William Cooper says all the CIA directors and secretaries of state were all members of the Council on Foreign Relations and also the MJ-12, which includes Kissinger. They rule U.S. George Bush, former CIA director was called upon by the committee to smuggle the drugs in through his offshore oil platforms in 1955 as there are no customs on these. The secret government kill America's children for the alien projects with their agreements with alien nations to rule the world jointly. They can make U.S. currency worthless at any time and bring everyone under control with their global credit card. What else is at Pine Gap? Standeo also asks if Pine Gap could be a man-made city of multiple levels, used to shelter key U.S. personnel in the event of some disaster. 
Among some of the major contractors and suppliers for Pine Gap have been Collins Radio, McMahon Construction, LTV Aerospace Company, a conglomerate of electronics and aircraft manufacturing subsidiaries and IBM Stan says it is rumored that there are super IBM computer systems on a floating platform, down the well underneath the facility. IBM has mammoth computers which can recognize both voice and visual patterns. Their main memory sizes are reset to be in excess of 2 billion bytes. The first two antennas for controlling and communicating with satellites we reconstructed in 1966-67. Pine Gap became operational in 1970. In 1974 unauthorized photos and other information from inside the faculty are reported to have been sold to Russia. In 1991 Pine Gap is instrumental in tracking Iraqi Scud missiles, with satellite imagery tracking the Iraqi troops. By 1996 witnesses saw a triangular craft crash or land rapidly at an area west of Pine Gap. Diane Harrison of the Australasian Ufologist magazine wrote a good description of Pine Gap and says there are now about 18 satellite control antennas, making it one of the largest satellite control stations in the world for satellites parked in fixed orbits above the equator. The most recent satellites are 300 feet diameter. They intercept signals in the VHF, UHF and millimeter wave frequency bands. Within that frequency there are four categories of signals. The first category monitors signals transmitted in the course of advanced weapons development, particularly ballistic missiles. The first satellites were designed for this and monitored Russian missile development programs and now monitors other countries. The newer satellites are now primarily for the Soviet Union. This intelligence is shared. The technological achievements of Pine Gap the second category monitors signals from large radars, including ones associated with anti-ballistic missile fields. Air defense radars, radars on ships. Analysis of this tells a lot about the capabilities of those anti-missile and anti-aircraft systems in the various air defense fields around the globe. Thirdly intercepting the communications of other satellite systems, i.e. communications which are going up from ground to communication satellites which are also based in fixed orbits listening satellites parked close to the communication satellites. Finally, they monitor a wide range of other microwave emissions on the Earth's surface including long-distance phone calls transmitted via terrestrial microwave circuits enabling them to monitor military, political and government agencies or private individuals. Diane says that a satellite can be parked over the interior of a country and intercept the microwave emissions coming from it. The satellites are under the control of the CIA who in turn answer to the NRO, National Reconnaissance Office, there are eight large radomes that cover the, the antenna arrays which keep sand etc. away and conceal the antenna's position from enemy spy satellites. There are a wide range of communication devices, HF radio, underground cable, Telstra telephone and Telex, two satellites communication terminals to occupy the on average 1,200 staff. The staff have to wear color-coded ID to match the color ribbons running along the walls. U.S. Military Airlift Command carry thousands of tapes home for further study and send parts and supplies twice weekly. There are direct links from Pine Gap to the U.S. bases in the Philippines, Guam, Krugerdorp, South Africa and the Amundsen-Scott base at the South Pole. The Pine Gap Computer Room The computer room is almost 5,600 meters and the operators use headsets to communicate. Within the central operations building at Pine Gap people are keeping the satellite and its antenna focused on the signals they are intercepting. Thenother staff process the enormous volume of interpreted signals. Then the signals are analyzed for intelligence data. Up to 1980 Australians were not allowed access to the voice intercepts, coming into the signal analysis section. But now they have full access to all areas except the cryptographic room, officially anyway. 
Univac computers encrypt transmissions, including voices and these go to Redondo Beach in California. About 25 to 30 messages are sent from Pine Gap each day to U.S. and about half go to the CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia. Though occasionally data is sent directly to the NRO headquarters in the Pentagon, or to the NSA headquarters at Fort Meade, Maryland. Diane writes that there is a group called the Joint Reconnaissance Schedule Committee, who meet each morning to decide who is going to be listened to for the next 24 hours to focus the antennas on the satellites. E.g. Who is doing a missile test, or if a political crisis occurs somewhere. Australians are involved in this. In the 90s there has been a need to collect political intelligence on allies and to also download economic intelligence from these countries. In a reprint from Conspiracy Nation Alan Howard wrote that Pine Gaff is many, many levels below the basement, like the Pentagon and the White House. The top brass at Pine Gap. The computer room at Pine Gap when it was new was one of the biggest computer rooms in the world, it has now tripled in size. There are said to be over 1,000 staff. A similar station to Pine Gap is located in South Africa with 1,200 staff. It like Pine Gap is also linked to another VLF station at the South Pole, Dr. Guile writes that Pine Gap has enormous computers connected to U.S., Krugersdorp, South Africa, Guam, Canberra, Antarctica U.S.-based counterparts, which collect information from these countries, about finance, technology, and everything about the average citizen. The Amundsen-Scott base at the South Pole is located on a sensitive magnetic spot of our planet, in that it holds exactly the same assets as Pine Gap, and that all the information about most of the average citizens of Western Europe is stored there in memory banks tens of meters under the ice pack. Canberra computers were connected to all banks, every post office, all telephones, all police stations and customs houses, every arrival and departure desk for ARC travelers and to the other data centers collecting data on private citizens in the United States and Europe. Peter Sawyer, a former high-ranking Australian civil servant found out that all data about every citizen of the Western world ends up being stored. All financial, economic, political and military information. The president of the Rockefeller Foundation supervised in person the construction of 20 luxury residences in Canberra, which is meant to accommodate the world government to be and the 20 luxury residences will be allocated to the different foreign members of that government. The Australian Premier, Bob Hawke, was a Rhodes Scholar, and as such he worked toward the setting up of a one-world government. Mind control and surveillance from Pine Gap, snoopers all over the globe in silent partners. The UK-USA agreement by Susan Bryce says there are about 48 years of SIGINT, satellite signal intelligence, shared by the UK-USA partners, US, Canada, UK, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, South Korea and the NATO nations. Some also say Germany, Norway and Turkey are in two and also China on a limited basis, as well as communications interception and satellite spying there is an interest in undersea activities. Could it have something to do with the over 1,400 alien bases here on this planet including many undersea? The UK-USA pact has been gathering intelligence on the former Soviet empire for 40 years. Kim Philby leaked this to Moscow. Pine Gap, Nuringar and Menwith Hill operate under this pact. Menwith Hill covers communications and phone calls between USA and Europe in UK. Signatories to UK-USA standardize intercept handling procedures and indoctrination oaths. The NSA which runs this controls over 2,000 electronic intercept stations, with 130,000 personnel around the world. The primary purpose of the NSA was started to decipher alien communications, language and establish dialogue. In 1983 the NSA established a worldwide computer network linking 52 separate government computer systems used throughout the world. 
All the information ends up at NSA's headquarters in Maryland. So it can plug into each phone calendar message in USA, UK and Australia using the US base, Pine Gap and the new installation at Geraldton in Western Australia. Echelon Patrick Poole wrote a very complete analysis and here is a summary. Echelon based at Pine Gap is the technological SPY system intercepting all phone calls, faxes, emails and telexes in the world mainly by satellite plus other satellites, microwave signals, cellular and fiber optic cable communications traffic. Real-time phone calls in USA could be listened to an outpost of Echelon at Menwith Hill in UK. Commercial espionage can be beneficial to the companies that help the NSA develop the systems that power the Echelon network. This can also be used to push American manufacturers out of deals in favor of US defense and intelligence contractors, who frequently finance both political parties. The European Parliament is asking if this violates the sovereignty and privacy of citizens in other countries. Though UK does allow surveillance on its own citizens, Menwith Hill and Pine Gap cover US citizens. Echelon stations aerial over the globe, from Geraldton W Australia, Waihopai New Zealand, Ascension Island in the Atlantic, the Indian Ocean Atoll of Diego Garcia, Guam in the Philippines in the Pacific, to South Africa, Misawa Japan to Leitrim Canada. Pine Gap, Menwith Hill, Bad Ibling Germany, Colorado USA and Antarctica are main centers. No communication signal escapes the electronic net. The two primary downlink facilities for over 25 satellites acting as giant scoops picking up info from all electronic communications are at Menwith Hill in North York Moors UK and Pine Gap. Menwith Hill has 1,400 American NSA personnel and 350 UK Ministry of Defense staff on site. Menwith Hill goes back to 1951 and received one of the first sophisticated IBM computers in the early 1960s. The NSA took it over in 1966. British Telecom wires fiber optic telephone trunk lines capable of carrying 100,000 calls simultaneously through Menwith Hill. It has become a target for peace activists. Echelon decrypts, filters, examines and codifies messages into selective categories for further analysis by intelligence from the various UK-USA agencies. Menwith Hill Silkworth Supercomputer operates voice recognition and optical character recognition and feeds them into data recognition engines. Voice recognition programs convert talk into text messages for further analysis and even individual voices can be targeted, so every call they make is transcribed. Each message is given a four-digit code as to its source e.g. 5535 for Japanese diplomatic traffic. Keywords are kept up to date by dictionary managers. Messages are transmitted to each agency's headquarters via a global computer system that acts as, as the nervous system. Echelon II Patrick further exposes the Echelon information tracking outcome of spying on enemies, allies and private citizens. Daily analysts review the previous day's translations and these are further categorized into gists, summaries and reports. This year given classifications. Secret, more secret, top secret, Russian intercepts and intelligence forwarded to non-UK USA parties. Even secret submarines are able to tap into undersea communications cables. Though 30 other nations across the world also have eavesdropping networks, none compares to Echelon. The French have attacked Echelon, but runs its own global spying, Frenchelon. A PhD physicist called B wrote that the second generation of Echelon called Echelon 2 is not a US Gov-funded project. It has a series of communications bases near the equator. The leaders of this are a cabal from China, several individuals from Europe and a group in USA. It's a highway for all e-business and will be used in conjunction with smart cards for one currency. 
It will a database designed for the DRAM semiconductor chips mass produced in down to 0.1 microns. It has a real-time transportation system and logistic tracking system, plus a monitoring system for ICBM, aircraft, submarines and a control system for joining all financial institutions together. Point one. INSLAW developed the key software package for tracking and monitoring 2. IBM Computers and Chip Manufacturing 3. Laurel and GMH Satellites 4. At Long Lines and Fiber Optics 5. LMT the major contractor for military information system 6. Lay, Lehman's Brothers, will be their banker and financial controller 7. GM the major civilian transporter these six companies will be worth $4 trillion and the board of directors and the CEO chairman have been careful not to break any laws to achieve this, including setting up plants in China. Dr. Armstrong said to the Senate Judiciary Committee, we work in the gray area. Many deaths have occurred by people investigating the INSLAW monitoring technology, which uses a backdoor in computer software programs to feed information back to an intelligence agency. Project LUCID Beast 666 Universal Human Control System Tex Mars in his book Project LUCID writes that every person on the planet will be issued a smart ID card to be monitored 24 hours day, 7 days a week by Central Gestapo consisting of agencies made up of the FBI, KGB, CIA, DIA, DIA, NSA, IRS, EPA, OSHA, NCIC, USDA, FDA, NRO, BATF, FinCEN, INS, DOJ, WTO, Europol, Interpol, Mossad and the MAP. He says resistors will have microchips surgically implanted in their brains. All manufactured goods will be marked with the number of the beast, 666, which is the ISO 9000 certification system. The Bilderbergers, secretive groups of about 125 of the richest and most powerful industrialists and bankers on the earth, comprising black nobility and European royalty in touch with the ETs that the CIA follows, the Council of Nine, made the command decision for ISO 9000.100 countries have adopted it and it is fast becoming the sole requirement for conducting commerce in all nations of the world. The NSA, who controls LUCID giant computer network correlates, deciphers and analyzes data and reports from international banks, 32 directorates of UN, the core of the secret societies, the Vatican and various agencies of 170 nations. Alice Bailey's Luce's Trust is closely affiliated with UN leadership and its membership includes Robert McNamara, former Secretary of Defense and former head of World Bank. The primary goal of the Luces Trust is a new world order, one world government presided over by a world teacher holding Office of Christ for the age. Bearing in mind that the Nazis, Freemasons, UN leaders and many New Age gurus follow Alice Bailey and the Sideshoot groups, so it all makes sense. The World Army for UN is in sight, with total military control and enforcement power for the whole planet. All computers on Earth. The entire information highway will be networked into LUCID. It will be the planet's primary core, linking all networks and data systems. Those authorized will have access to instantaneous data on individuals to track and control every move with the chip in the cards or embedded in the body. These cards are reprogrammable at hundreds of thousands of scanner centers and have more than 5 gigabytes of data per individual of updated data. Nowhere to hide text writes that scanners will identify you by the shape of your hand, foot, face or head, fingerprints, blood type, human leukocytes antigen, DNA, iris scan and voice. Satellite cameras which can take recognizable 35mm type images of golf balls below, will be able to locate you from the chip in the card, nobody being able to buy and sell without it. 
DNA databanks have samples of blood from newborn babies since the 1960s as mandatory state screening, plus the military and criminals have been databased. John St. Clair Aquay writes in Texas' book that the Signals Intelligence Mission of the NSA has evolved into a program of decoding EMF waves in the environment for wirelessly tapping into computers and tracking persons with the electrical currents in their bodies. Everything in the environment with an electrical current in it has magnetic flux around it which gives off EMF waves. The NSA, DOD, has developed advanced digital equipment which can remotely analyze all objects, whether man-made or organic, that have electrical activity. A target's bioelectric field can be remotely detected and monitored 24 hours a day. With special EMF equipment NSA cryptologists can remotely read evoked potentials from EEGs, which can be decoded into Apperson's brain states and thoughts. The NSA records and decodes individual brain maps of hundreds and thousands of people. The speech centers of the brain can be translated into the person's verbal thoughts and this can be manipulated and simulated auditory hallucinations can be induced. Visual memory can also be seen as how images from a person's brain on a video monitor. NSA operatives can put images into someone's brain while they are in REM sleep for brain programming purposes. Socorrence thoughts, images and sounds of anyone can be decoded read and changed by NSA's most powerful computers in the world. Is Star Wars used for tracking UFOs? Research for Star Wars Satellite Project, now operative at Pine Gap has been conducted under UK-USA. This comprises a global network of satellites which contain powerful lasers and beam machines. Between 1982 and 1988 22 British defense scientists linked to UK-USA projects died in mysterious circumstances. Some have said they were involved the mark of the beast, microchip implant work. Susan also writes that when George Bush Sr. increased funds for Star Wars Gorbachev cooperated in discussions about the development of a lunar base and joint mission to Mars. Were the Cosmosphere's finally overcome? It has been said before that Star Wars has been set up to protect the Earth from alien invasion. U.S. Cohen asked Australia to increase its military spending to help in case a war is fought between U.S. and China with Star Wars operating from Pine Gap and the British facilities. China is exploring space-based reconnaissance. Bearing in mind the many crashed saucers in China, have they back-engineered them yet? They didn't take long to copy the latest nuclear technology from USA. Will Chinese flying disks be the next threat? There have been many seen over China. Are aliens using mind control on humans at Pine Gap? An Australian newspaper wrote in 1974 that U.S. has been carrying out research into electromagnetic propulsion, EMP, at Pine Gap since 1966 and that security about this project has resulted in hypnotic and post-hypnotic keys being implanted in personnel prior to their acceptance into this project. Dr. Guile writes that the Pine Gap employees working on the base, and especially those earmarked for duty on electromagnetic propulsion projects, have undergone brainwashing and even implantation of intracranial devices. The most powerful mind control is still trauma-based built on a foundation of multiple personalities which are dissociated personalities and parts of the mind. It appears that electronic mind control is being overlaid on top of this. The victim's consciousness is not able to think past the electronic mind control which catches their undivided attention, being too distracted to deal with the deeper issues of trauma-based mind control. Instructions can enter someone's mind through their implant. At the NWO's major massive beast computer center in Alaska in the 1970s, an engineer who was in charge of building and getting the center operational, revealed the site's capabilities. They also had one in South Africa and one in Pine Gap. These three sites formed a triangle on the globe, and couldn't be located anywhere else, due to the naturally occurring Linesoft force of the planet.
Can the world be run by computer? Apparently these beast computer centers consist of aisles and aisles of big state-of-the-art computers, each having several dozen people to run them. Even in the 70s, an operator could speak into the computer and it would answer. If asked about anyone on the planet, it could usually pull up all kinds of information e.g. how could you get that person to kill someone? Or how can I isolate this person? All the people around that subject who could be manipulated would be revealed and a plan given. It has been said Clinton consulted this supercomputer. The controllers can actually control the world from a computer. They store vast amounts of personal information about people's thought processes and thinking and it's possible that electronic surveillance is being done to read the thoughts of people and computers store this information in some usable fashion. People who invent and work at state-of-the-art technology say this is old technology. Large neural computers that have artificial intelligence using neural processing like the human brain are being used. A war could be created between any two nations by asking about a country and then how to start one. There is a network of Cray-type computers, perhaps similar to the mass system of Cray computers that eSystems developed. Such a system can store 5 trillion pages of text and work with that database with lightning speed. The engineer operator of the Beast computer said that this system was obsolete in 1973, which is why he revealed the information. Are supercomputers controlling our reality? Al Bielik also said that the aliens gave the info to build Cray computers at Montauk, which were used to create time portals. It was a computer that sent Edward and Duncan Cameron back to 1943 to destroy the ship Eldridge. He says the radio frequency operating at Montauk was 435 MHz which is the frequency for the entire universe. This frequency was used to create time, space tunnels to Mars. Extremely advanced technology was used by Dr. John von Neumann and three scientists including two from the future to Pewterth on another timeline in 1963. Montauk has major timelines running through it. Power stations are built on grid lines deliberately. There is evidence that technology is being used to shift Earth onto another timeline in 2003 which we'll cover later. Today's nine beast computers are much better at speech than the three beast computers in 1973. They can hear human voices, determine what language and answer in it. These computers link directly to thousands of mind-controlled slaves and via various methods almost instantly control the behavior them. Anchorage has a NSA listening post near the HARP project, whose signals travel on a field line to Pine Gap. The Beast computer is also linked there as well as satellite systems. HARP uses three powerful transmitter sites in Alaska. The Thought Police. An anonymous former gov. Source says the human brain, if it has a Memex brain implant they control, can interface with the Beast computer which acts as a vast repository of human knowledge as well as answering questions to essentially all previously answered questions instantaneously. If the human brain has some type of virtual reality holodeck attachment, the computer can even walk the slave through a realistic setting indistinguishable from the real world. He goes on to say that one victim has ELF and VLF waves of 435 and 1080 MHz signals targeted on her. 435 is in the 400 to 450 MHz band which is the window to the human consciousness, and 1080 is in the 1000 to 1200 MHz band. 435 MHz is converted to 1080 by interaction with the High Atmosphere HARP project. HARP can create time portals and time rifts also. Paul Baird wrote in his Nazis of the New World Order article in the Exposure magazine, Ost, that every single phone call, fax, email, telex and computer data message can be intercepted and analyzed by Echelon Worldwide. The Echelon computers can scan all satellite, microwave, cellular and fiber optic contacts for keywords and phrases. 
He said that the CIA use it to protect their own drug-running operations and spy on their opponents together with their mafia partners. Paul writes that the head of NATO's non-lethal weapons initiative wants all humans implanted at birth. Satellite mind control Paul Baird writes Gov. Agencies can use infrasound laser weapons coming from remote satellites to cause illness and painto targeted individuals. Visual holograms and blurred vision can be affected by satellite lasers aimed at tracked individuals. They can also use norophones, which is a device to convert sound to electrical impulses. A directional satellite laser or microwave targets an individual's nervous system and it enters the brain as voice threats or noise. These can come from any direction and can be perceived as ghosts, God's voice, aliens, Satan or laughing. Silent subliminal words can target people too, to make them think thoughts are their own. Brainwave scanners can mind read by training a satellite onto someone's head and scanning its magnetic field. Patterns which show particular emotions can be read and more can be sent back to change the emotional, psychological state. Eag results of computerized brainwave scanning can be relayed to U.S. Gov. Faculties, and the thoughts can be interpreted instantaneously, with a brainwave vocabulary, developed from the CIA's LSD experiments. Remote torture or interrogation can be carried out by staff at computers thousands of miles away. Psychic phenomena and coincidences, Paul writes, can be arranged using brain scanning technologies. Could every citizen be brainwave scanned by echelon at Pine Gap and thoughts suppressed? Only those in with them would profit and only those who questioned nothing would escape scrutiny. No military or federal law enforcement would be necessary. Is this what the entity Matria said through Benjamin Cream would be used to replace law enforcement worldwide when the entity holding the office of the Christ, for the age, sits on his global throne? Montauk time travel? Space-time manipulation at Montauk, this is from Branton's Red Book, New York, Montauk, an underground base 8 to 9 levels deep below Camp Hero at Montauk Point, Long Island, which is reportedly occupied by Chackers from Alpha Draco, Greys from Rigel Orion, Black Ops and German Intelligence, Thule Society agents. The Montauk Mind Control and Space-Time Manipulation projects were based there and at 25 other bases around North America and reportedly involved over 25,000 abductees, who have been programmed to serve the as sleeper agents of the New World Order. The computer archives of the Montauk project are housed in the underground facility near the Alsace-Lorraine region near the German-French border, and is known as the Montauk-Alsace-Lorraine Time Archives, MALTA. Entrances reportedly exist under the old seven-story Montauk Tower in the nearby town of Montauk, near the Sage Radar Tower and buildings to the north, under the old Montauk Air Force Station, Block Island, East Hampton, in a hill near the lighthouse at Montauk Point itself, in the cliffs overlooking the beaches near Camp Hero, behind the so-called cement bunkers that have been sealed, under the mystery closets which can be seen throughout the area, and connecting the basements of three buildings, now demolished, in the Shadmore area directly west of the Ditch Plains public bathhouse and parking lot, an entrance near a boulder which sits along the west side of the SE entry road to the base, and also at Fort Pond Bay. Source, Preston Nichols, Peter Moon, Duncan Cameron, Al Bielik, Michelle Guerra, Michael Ash, Mr. X, John Quinn, Supermen and Hybrids at Montauk the CIA, operated by Nazis, experimented greatly to make a person into a Superman. And they are still doing it with human-alien hybridizations in CIA-run underground installations where they bring abducted people to take their eggs and sperm to do all sorts of experiments, including cloning. Hybrids are implanted in women and then later removed after about six weeks to grow in tanks. Put, Superman, Puro, etc. 
In the article Let's Talk Montauk by Joyce Murphy, it is stated that Area 51 along with Brookhaven are time portal areas, and it is rumored that people enter a building of Area 51, seemingly into a short corridor or loop and walk out at Pine Gap. Bob Lazar, who used to work back engineering alien craft at Area 51, says this in an interview in Benny Goodman happening in a summary of the main points. The aliens get from A to B bending space and time, using gravity. The alien craft have three gravity amplifiers on the bottom, which they will focus on the point they want to go to. The craft will spring to their much like a rubber band stretched goes back to its point of origin, when the gravity generators are turned off. He says there's no linear travel through space, it actually bends space and time and follows space as it retracts. They can also pull gravity around the ship to make it dematerialize. It's also the reason why the crafts appear as if they are making 90 degree turns at some incredible speed, it's just the time and space distortion being seen we're not seeing the actual event happening. Are Nazis running Montauk? There have been two separate reports of kangaroos hopping around on Long Island. The Montauk project also on Long Island is said to be financed by the German Krupp family, owner of the German munitions factories for the two world wars and controlling ITT, as written in the Montauk project by Preston Nichols and Peter Moon, and is connected with Brookhaven National Laboratories. Joyce Murphy wrote that there is evidence of Montauk being used for top-secret, ultra-classified research into interdimensional technology, quantum and particle physics, black hole simulation, psychotronics, super-powerful electrical fields, weather control, electronic and rug-based mind control, genetics and particle beam technology. It has been suggested that the real HARP project is located there now and much info on this can be found in the works of John Quinn in Montauk and HARP. Fighting future wars now Joyce Murphy writes that Brookhaven is located on an intersection of the Earth grid and Montauk Point itself as a powerful natural earth energy location which supposedly connects with Men and Tall, Cornwall, England. Men and Tall is connected with Aleister Crowley, said to be the most evil man to ever live on Earth and is now connected with Satanists and black magicians. Montauk too has carried some very evil experiments and it's said that hundreds of skeletons were found in that underground faculty before they poured tons of concrete into all the openings after 1983. She continues that our normal reality is built upon dynamic functions or dynamic time and can be compared to one gigantic loop. It may have no beginning or end and continuing indefinitely. Alternate realities are extraneous loops off the main reality added onto our original timeline. It has been said by others that many natural timelines for this planet converge at Montauk. Joyce writes that Computer and Duncan Cameron were able to effectively rip open a hole in space-time from 1983 to 1943 to correct situations aboard the Eldridge as it went through the time warp, changing the past to change the future creating a paradox. Al Bielik wrote of a gray alien invasion through the 40-year rift in time, with the rift allowing many UFOs to invade our world. He also mentioned soldiers going through the time portal at Montauk to fight in a future war 50 years ahead. Joyce also writes of an interdimensional intergalactic war going on here and Archangels now being reincarnated here to fight this war off good versus evil and its connection with the surname Temple or any derivative of. There is an 8 mile radius in SC Missouri where all sorts of bizarre activity is happening almost daily. An amoebic shaped portal with a dark void has been seen with UFOs materializing out of it. In Alaska, home of HARP, UFOs materialize as they come through portals in the sky. It has been said that the military leave for Mars now through time portals and Michael Relfi in the Mars records of his 20-year stint on Mars, before being time shot back to his time of origin, said he left formers through a time portal in Illinois. Are people leaving from a time portal in Australia for Mars? 
The book Underground Bases and Tunnels by Richard Sauter says some sources even contend that Pine Gap is simultaneously operational in the third, fourth, and fifth dimensions. A man who once communicated with Rich Hansen told Heva leaves for Mars military service from a time portal in Australia. It could possibly be either Pine Gap or Naranger Base. He says that the Mars colony has been in physical existence since 1964. He joined the program when the terraforming began in 1983 and this was then three years into a 20-year plan. He is now manager of the terraforming branch. The other branches are energy, habitat, they have over 2,000 residents now, quantum physics and vehicle construction. The largest and most expensive is vehicle construction, because of the interstellar traveler. He says all personnel and patrons are voluntary including himself. It is an English-speaking world conspiracy. When he is Earthside, he is restricted to the base, location classified, in Australia, with occasional visits to a city, usually Sydney or Melbourne for their universities. He won't be given permission to move back to Earth until the project is completed. He wrote the emails in encryption. Scientific American writes of weird quantum experiments in bilocation. The incredible acceleration reported for UFOs and their ability to function undersea as well as above atmosphere would make a trip to Mars quick and easy even without jump gates. The ET scientist who came to Brazil from one of the moons of Jupiter, in the book My Contact with UFOs, also is My Contact with Flying Saucers, by Dino Crispedon, said spaceships. Get from A to B physically e.g. Mars, by recreating the atmosphere of the place they want to go to artificially and by magnetic attraction the ship is drawn to it instantly. The scientist from Jupiter even told Dino Crispedon that it took six minutes to get to Mars. Time Portal's Joyce Murphy writes in Let's Talk Montauk that the Montauk group became interested in programming children and then assimilating them back into society as sleepers. This was done by a combination of Nazis, U.S. factions and aliens who worked with them. When the secret government wanted to activate the sleeper agents, they were answerable on both a psychotronic, hypnotic basis or verbal command. They became highly trained assassins, assignment couriers traveling backward and forward in time via the Montauk Charan taking their physical body with them as they walk through time portals to carry out assignments. One of the primary purposes of all is to destroy what comes through dimensional portals throughout the planet. Wherever dimensional portals seem to exist so do Navy SEALs. U.S. has access or control of the four prime Earth gravity focus points on the planet. These are Pine Gap, Easter Island, San Diego and Brookhaven. Angelica Hayalani also claims that U.S. and its partner the U.K. control at least seven of the eight vertices of the dual tetrahedron of Earth and many off to secondary points on the grid at the halfway points, B. Alan Walton wrote, There are supposed to be greys, reptiloids and dracos in the lower levels of Pine Gap just as there are at Dulce. Both are tri-gate bases, that is they each have star gates, quantum gates, and earth gates, shuttle terminals. The Antarcticans have allegedly been infiltrated by reptilian shapeshifters and are working within the hollow interior of the moon as well. The moon is alleged to be an ancient artificial construction. Scientists have found that the moon rings like a bell for several days when a meteor strikes it. It was supposed to be the sphere that the Luciferians, or the Pan, People like the satyrs of legend, part angel, part humanoid, and part animal, used to escape the war in heaven. Sort of a refugee ship that the rebels used to make it to earth, where they hoped to make their last stand. Within the moon and the earth, against the angelic forces of light. Pine Gap Time Portal analyzed in Antigrav. Book men with Hill UK listening station as exactly opposite Pine Pap coincidentally, and like Pine Gap is free from electromagnetic interference, which is necessary to manifest computerized time portals to Mars created by radio waves. 
Pine Gap is said to be able to be used as a portal to Mars. The Northwest Cape transmitter in Western Australia is exactly opposite the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. The book Anti-Gravity and the World Grid, edited by David Hatcher Childress, has many maps on dimensional portals and on page 79 there is a map of Earth gravity focus points. There are vortex points all over the globe including Lockdoor, China which we will get back to shortly as it is connected to Pine Gap military base and is marked by James Herdick as a place where the ET, Masters of Wisdom, as termed by Theosophy will arrive on this planet along with Pine Gap, both being dimensional doorways. The map shows the vortex areas and one is at South Africa, where there is another CIA-run base connected to Pine Gap. Harmonics to make time portals in Australia in the Australasian Ufologist Volume 3 Number 3 there is an article by Graham Stewart called Harmonics of Wycliffe Well in the Devil's Marbles Area. In it he writes about evidence that there is a major covert scientific operation to create space-time portals in Australia. Harmonic positions in a triangulate shape are linked from the Devil's Marbles Area in Northern Territory to the Pine Gap facility and again the park's radio telescope. Strange lights appeared stationary in the sky for several weeks in 1994, that moved in a highly erratic manner before darting off at phenomenal speeds. Phones, faxes, EFTPOS machines had trouble functioning when these objects appeared. He wrote that it may be possible to physically observe a type of shimmer effect at certain times during the Earth's orbital motion around the Sun the matter, antimatter harmonic for Devil's Marbles is directly associated with matter transfer and time displacement. Graham writes that at the Devil's Marbles position, where the wave of sightings were, all the harmonics values together could produce an interdimensional portal or time-matter shift. Are UFOs entering Earth through these time portals? He also wrote another article in the Australasian Ufologist Volume 4 Number 2 about a possible time portal in south of Cooktown, Black Mountain, Queensland, where unexplained phenomena, human disappearances, eerie sounds and UFO activity occurred. Harmonics put it in sympathetic resonance with the energy grid as a whole. A particular harmonic at that position could alter the vibrational rate of the matter-energy field as the sun's position changes due to the Earth's orbital position. Light may be like the aurora borealis. More information here. Bruce Cathy on the gridlines Bruce Cathy in his book Harmonic 33 wrote that UFO sightings occur in a regular grid pattern of 30 nautical miles apart or 54.46 kilometers and that they are rebuilding a world grid system from which they can draw motive power. They are possibly alsousing the grid for navigational purposes. He worked out that the grid pattern consisted of lines spaced at 30-minute intervals orientated just on 6 degrees displacement from true north. Eventually, two similar grids were found to be interlocked with each other creating rather a complex pattern which could be further reduced to lines with a spacing of seven and one-half minutes. He formulated a series of harmonic unified equations which indicated that the whole of physical reality was in fact manifested by a complex pattern of interlocking waveforms. He found that the harmonic values could be applied to all branches of scientific research and atomic theory. 360 is the frequency number of the universe. The lines of magnetic force that make up the global grid are always 30 arc minutes apart. Every half DEG is a potential track line for a total of 72 DEG lad and long. The study of the various patterns of grid lines in relationship is called harmonics. Kathy, in order to invent a system, changed the day into 27 grid hours instead of 24 hours. This makes 97,000 grid seconds. Harmonics divides these seconds up into different numbers which express a different vibration. We can have harmonic time and the speed of light or sound can be calculated by this method using hyperdimensional physics. 
deliberately place nuclear blasts on sensitive points, along with activity at ancient sites and the placing of the world's power stations on calculated key gridline areas affect our reality as it appears in matter. Kathy connected this grid and the energy it produces with the unified theory of physics. Uniting gravity and electromagnetism can produce UFO propulsion systems. The CIA approached Kathy wanting to know more and offered him a job. English intelligence also turned up and told him they could get into 15 dimensions. He said that at certain universities selected students are secretly taught harmonics. An extensive hyperdimensional physics program ICE also taught at Heidelberg University in Germany. The Illuminati and the Gridlines the energy network formed by the grid was already known to a powerful group of international interests and scientists. He taught many military applications, and political advantage could be gained by those with knowledge on how to manipulate the consciousness of all. A small group with this knowledge could take over control of the world. It is known that both the Sinclair's hierarchy based in Scotland and the Nazis at Montauk are manipulating the world gridlines. Cathy discovered by application of grid mathematics that an atomic bomb is a device based on the geometrics of space and time. To be successfully detonated, the bomb must be geometrically constructed, placed on, under, or over a geometric position in relation to the Earth's surface, and activated at a specific time in relation to the geometrics of the solar system. Kathy found that it was possible to pre-calculate the time of various bomb tests, and the locations where it was possible to explode a bomb. The mathematical complexities of unlocking the geometric structure of the unstable material constituting a bomb creates a sudden release of energy. Only certain geometric locations and times can be used for nuclear blasts. Harmonic mathematics of the grid can be applied using laser research and military application as important. Crop circles created by satellites from Brookhaven National Labs can affect this too. However, Earth's natural energy frequencies can become distorted creating time rifts and dimensional doorways. Graham Stewart writes that during 1912 to 1918, the geographic North Pole was in the center of Earth's axis but from 1962 to 1969, this axis has been moving further and further from what was considered the true center. He says that the wobble at the North Pole is growing and that the Earth may be ready to do a flip, with the heavy ice sheets at the poles ending up around the equator. This would be very convenient for the Nazis at their home in Antarctica. The technicalities of ascending a physical body into another form David Wilcock writes that, our consciousness is the projector. The conscious, I am, part of our individuality passes from one pulse of physical matter to the next within our physical body, giving the illusion of constant reality and the passing off time. He writes that we have a twin stream of consciousness on the antimatter side of the cycle that creates a mirror image of our own individual personality. If the frequency of pulse manifestations is altered even fractually, our awareness of reality here will shift from one spatial point to another. He says that we are constituted of waveforms which resonate within a range of frequencies which control the physical processes of our limited world. Any alteration of these frequencies would cause our consciousness to move into the antimatter twin. We would shift or ascend from this reality into one comprised of antimatter. One would have to change the radius of spiral motion of the waveform of the matter and antimatter pulse. David Wilcock on the Cathy Grid. Do gravity distortion areas have times for opening portals? Bruce Cathy sums it up by saying that if matter and antimatter are both formed by the same harmonically locked waves spiraling through space, in alternate pulses of positive or negative charge, then time would not be reversed during the negative part of the cycle. Both the positive and negative pulses, because they occur alternately, would form two similar interlocked time continuums flowing in the same direction. By altering the pulse rate of matter manifestation, 
time is also increased or decreased. It is said that antimatter duplicates matter in mirror-like reversal and possibly time itself is reversed. In gravity distortion areas, gravity and light waves are warped. The effects pass through a 90-day cycle in an oval-shaped area. Toyn Newton in the Demonic Connection writing about Guy Underwood's observations says that the ley line or gridline energy, coils of serpent power, runs in a wave motion, forming a network on the face of the earth and that it affects the growth and germination of trees and plants. It is perceived and used by animals. Stone circles have a particularly strong magnetism and the lines of magnetic current pass from power point to power point. Ancient engineering knew about these lines of current in order to build standing stones in areas in which it is harnessed. The direction of its flow varies with the phases of the moon. Changing the grid lines Master grid engineers in the book Anti-Gravity and the World Grid, in chapter Ley Lines and the Meaning of Adam, Richard Leviton mentions that master grid engineers were and remain knights of the Holy Grail. He talks about the human grid interface and how it is expressed as consciousness technology. He calls it spiritual engineering and relates it to the second coming of Christ. A change in the polarity of the electric current flowing through the grid communicator at Avebury introduces a new light life consciousness spectrum for Earth, a literal upgrading of ourselves by electrocuting matter and transfiguration into the fourth dimension. He claims that nearly 2,000 energy centers or time portals one quarter to one mile in diameter exist as centers of light around the world linked by interwoven gold and silver lines, which emanate like cords from their crowns. These are all joined together at master energy centers. He names Earth's planetary chakras, which would be the master energy emanating centers around the globes as situated here. Crown, Mount Cook, NZ Brow, Loch Nor Mongoliathrode, the Pyramid Egypt Heart, Inner, Avebury, Outer, Glastonbury England Solar Plexus Airs Rock Central Australia, not far from Pine Gap, Sacral Machu Picchu Perurut Mount Shasta California straight running lines are of two forms, one averaging 5-30 miles connect one portal to another and another kind make an angular light matrix around the planet. Each portal has the capacity to affiliate up to 48 smaller energy centers through a series of spiraling lines. He says potentially there are 83,808 energy centers around the world. Leviton claims the same agencies, whom he calls the Elohim, Adam's parents and God's agents who originally engineered and installed the grid network system in accordance with Hermes' principles have come back to reactivate it to maintain the health of both human and Gaia. He claims that there are many grid lines above the Earth with the final one being two miles above. Human consciousness and gravity he writes that the solar logos, a theosophical term meaning the god who gives the sun sentience, is a component of the galactic logos, the god of the galaxy. This force enters the Earth through the primary energy center of the Earth at Avebury and is then distributed throughout the globe as Gaia's emotional lifeblood. He says we stand on the threshold of transcendence, of attaining in consciousness that fourth-dimensional quality called anti-gravity. There is a stellar grid too where stars are connected called the crystal grid. Here restrictions can be transcended and human consciousness can depart the solar system, soaring off in a burst of light into the fourth and fifth dimensions, free from gravity. Gravity is described as only the weight of mind, body, emotions bounded by the linear time, space fishnet of the grid. So anti-gravity technology is basically a consciousness technology to enable a transcending mastery of the grid. He says unilaterally, instantaneously, synchronously we will be raised out of gravity trap we're all stuck in into the realm of anti-gravity where we'll advance further. A change in the polarity of the electric current through the magnetic field motors at Avebury means we will rise into the next dimension to the realm of the gods, and then comprehend our true status in the solar paradigm. We'll be dead too, but we don't want that bad old gravity do we? 
It's such a hindrance to our ongoing evolution of consciousness. The soul of the planet at A-G-H-A-R-T-I. Levitin claims the soul of the planet is at the Gobi, Lop, nor deserts of Mongolia and China. It is situated in a quasi-physical, quasi-etheric interdimensional realm, but can be entered physically occasionally by human adepts through various geomantic doorways around the Earth. At that level that encounter the planetary logos called Sanat Kumara, a theosophical term, who presides over Earth's inner life. This Sanat Kumara supposedly imparts spiritual qualities through the grid matrix. This entity under guidance from the so-called Elohim, can give adepts a transfiguration of consciousness from the human plane to one of angelic resonance, presumably they ascend into the next dimension. He writes that the estimated figures of these geomantic tools for consciousness technology once employed by the ancient geomancers of Gaia are 1,000 stone chambers, at least 30,000 barrows, 900 stone circles, 300 hillforts and countless thousands of single standing stones. He says that they are the interface between the Earth's indigenous magnetic field and the cord coming out from the main electromagnetic grid which rearranges and harnesses the magnetized Earth field. Various lines reach from the magnetic South Pole below Australia to the magnetic North Pole in northern Canada but the varying strengths of lines of magnetic force flowing in one direction operating as an electric current, then deviate en route sometimes detouring horizontally in some places to meet up with the magnetic north, resembling wavy lines en route. He further elaborates that a grid engineer can change the specific radio band of this magnetic flow from the solar radio station, he has the potential for freeing the inherent energy of this magnetic field from bondage. He claims that if the direction of the electric current passing from pole to pole is changed to flow in another direction by a motor, the magnetic field will reverse itself. The primary electric current can be changed to a direct current or alternating current. So the magnetic force running from one pole to another can be stopped and made to go any direction or even changed in expression to make a pole reversal is these so-called Elohim desire. He says possible geomagnetic field and pole reversal even the second coming of Christair all within the function of these motors which are placed on the planet. Levitin leaves us with a chilling prophecy. Gaia's inner heart at Avery is scheduled for imminent reactivation. The grid under structural reassessment is also about to be switched back on full power, but at a higher vibratory rate. Anti-gravity will happen. The ancient gravitation field holding us down will be transcended to a transfigured light body high above Gaia. The Elohim etc. will return. Vortex areas Bruce Cathy said that the grid lines are constructed to transmit gravitational frequencies, which are slightly higher than normal gravity at the Earth's surface. The grid aerials which he has discovered the planetary controllers have put around the planet, may have been placed so that the transmitted waves are vertical. Gravity is grossly distorted within the confines of a vortex area. In Santa Cruz, California and Oregon vortex areas light gives strangely distorted visual effects and weights will not hang vertically. A person can even walk up a wall. There are said to be six of these gravity distortion areas. He suggests that aerials could have been placed at far as 36 nautical miles underground. If so then a small displacement would cause gravity distortion which would be oval in shape. The anomalies pass through a 90-day cycle. He concludes that the world grid is harmoniously attuned to the greater cycle of 25,815 years, the amount of time it takes for the Earth to be pointing to the pole star by precession of the equinoxes. He divided the number of days in a great year as found from grid values by the number of days in one cycle off to gravity anomalies. He found it possible that the geometric cycle traced through space every 90 days does have a connection with variations in the gravity effect using harmonics. Are we changing our timeline by using crop circles to reroute L-E-Y-L-I-N-E-S?
Many things tie in with Nazi scientific activity after the war and we find that Nazis are linked with developing Russian anti-grav saucers starting the CIA working at Montauk on time travel working at Area 51 on back engineering crashed UFOs Werner von Braun the former Nazi rocket scientists developing the NASA space program they are still in Antarctica and now number 2 million according to Brandon. As Pine Gap is run by the CIA, a Nazi organization and it is connected by a time portal to Area 51 and to the Antarctica base. Let's look more closely at what technology is available to do what. It has been written that Brookhaven National Laboratories in Long Island, New York was also run by former Philadelphia experiment technician Dr. John von Neumann in the book by Peter Moon. The Montauk Project. Brookhaven has been said to be responsible for creating crop circles by satellite. Some say macers are used on satellites. Could it be that they are rerouting the timelines holding the present reality together by altering the flow of time that the grid ley lines uses to hold this present reality together? The energy of the grid lines flows from one vortex to another around the planet. It is said that many timelines converge at Montauk in New York. Could they be changing the reality we are presently expressing to one where the Nazis won the war? Albelix says that many timelines are available, containing different scenarios. The German doctor von Neumann according to Al Bielik, along with three scientists from the future, changed the present timeline in 1963 to avoid a midpoint collision of the forward and backward ripples of time that occurred from the time rift opening at Bath 1943 and 1983. These would have smashed together and done a lot of damage to this world, had not technology taken us off this destiny, is something planned again for 2003. Where time can be manipulated again apparently every 20 years. Looking at many different seemingly unconnected areas we find a common goal of world domination of the consciousness of mankind, flowing through the gridlines, by mind control technology and occult ceremonies, where different forces airborne into the consciousness of all. A reptilians and cryogenic suspension headed our way. The preparations for an impending disaster and evidence of a fleet of invading hostile reptoids arriving to claim back this planet as their own has been found in other literature and will be covered further on. There are a series of articles on Steve Branton says. Then there are the allegations of the existence of Nemesis, a huge frozen planet about the size of Jupiter which actually was a potential star which did not have quite enough mass to ignite. The Dracos have supposedly been using Nemesis for centuries, as a cryogenic freezing zone to store away reptilian warriors in suspended animation for future use. It is actually the closest neighbor to our system, and out in the direction of Orion. However, it can only be detected by secret government iris, infrared, satellites because the planet is only slightly above the absolute zero temperature of space. It has supposedly been seen coming towards us at a slow rate, indicating that it is maybe a binary companion to our own star Sol. Nearly all of the asteroids that have been detected in our solar system as having carried out course changes and suspected as having been used as operational bases for alien abduction scenarios, nearly all of these according to late Phil Schneider aka Creston, originate from Nemesis, which seems to be jointly used by the reptilian forces of Alpha Draconis, Rigel Orion, and Sirius B. Spaceships coming and going from Pine Gap It has been said that Pine Gap is a UFO guidance system because UFOs have been seen flying in a straight line to or from the facility. Starfleet International according to Branton the deepest levels of the US government has an ongoing covert space program, utilizing advanced aerospace and propulsion technologies. The clandestine and illegal funding for this has been kept secret with deadly force. He says George Andrews suspects that Starfleet International consists of human military personnel only, while the United Federated Planets may somehow tie in with the non-human entities such as the Serpent Race or the Greys, UFP may involve interaction with the Federated human cultures. 
there may be evidence that certain constituted government officials who are loyal to the American Constitutional Republic have secret alliances with the Nordics, whereas the secret government collaborators who are loyal to the Bavarian Roman Empire tend to collaborate with the Saurian Greys. Beam me up Scotty in Chapter 11 of the book Secrets of the Mojave by Branton and also in Cosmic Patriot Files by Commander X. It is written that in 1990 researcher Val Valerian, ex-US military intelligence, released a document with a list of several military personnel who were in a covert space program called Starfleet International and United Federated Planets. These astronauts constantly travel back and forth through space from ultra-secret bases on or below the Earth, Moon or Mars. UFO researcher George Andrews forwarded information to Val Valerian that a friend in a large city had woken about 3 a.m. with an irrational urge to go to an all-night photostat place. A Navy officer was just leaving and threw some papers in the trash, which she retrieved. On them was a list of 46 names of an interplanetary crew, which included females. Some names were repeated throughout. G. Ferguson, Caskey, Taylor, Burrell, Stevens and Miller. Eleven names were traced to the U.S. military more than half the 46 names were listed on the Clan Sinclair database. This database of Grail family names includes MacDonald, Stewart, Stewart, Cameron, Campbell, Bruce and other Scottish clans. Agartha are the Germans' descendants of Nordic aliens. A book written by a German-American, Reinhold Schmidt, claims that the author was taken up in a UFO on several occasions. The crew spoke German and he was taken to the South Pole. The Americans forced him into silence. The UFO matched at least two German designs. The crew leader claimed he was from Saturn. It could be that Germans along with the Nordic nations are descendants of Nordic ETs, as contactees have said that Pleiadians have confirmed this. There was also a story of a German woman who was getting abducted and the ETs spoke German, and they claimed that they had a space station outside our solar system and were the German gods as mentioned in German legends. Hitler, Hauschoffer and Hess were all interested in the ancient mysteries of the Nordic world. Blonde blue-eyed giants are spoken of in Nordic, Incan, Aztec and North American legends. Perhaps the Germans did originate from Agartha as the Nazis believed and before that from another planetary system. The Nordic Pleiadians are said to be blood type A, and apparently Hitler was attempting to eliminate all blood types except type A which is genetically Nordic. Nazi geomancy according to the book The Messianic Legacy, Heinrich Himmler spoke of geomancy, earth magic, and ley lines and fancied Wewelsburg as an occult power center like Stonehenge. It was described as the midpoint of the world. Articles in the Nazi Associated Research Bureau were on these subjects. Runic inscriptions were on the uniform emblems two jagged lightning flashes of the storm god Thor, or Donner, Odin, Woden, festivals of the sun, of the year, of growth, of harvest and solstices were celebrated to revive ancient German paganism. They made a 20th century version of the old Saul Invictus cult. The swastika was known as the Hammer of Thor and to symbolize the ruler of the winds and rain. The demonic connection by Toyn Newton says the swastika is associated with the Celts, Buddhism and Japanese. As many as 1,000 Tibetans in Nazi uniform were found as ritual suicides in Berlin, April 1945. Hitler was searching for occult power and its connection with the underground lost world of Agarti in Central Asia. The left-hand swastika as chosen by Hitler, was associated with Kali of India and the Sun of the Underground in its nightly course west to east. Karl Haushofer, the Nazi general believed the German people originated in Central Asia and went to Japan and became initiated into a secret Buddhist society. He said it was the destiny of the German people to rule Europe and Asia, the homeland of the Aryans. He learned of a race of supermen beneath the Himalayas, Agarthi, with its capital Shambhala. 
he'd read Lord Bulwer-Lytton's book Vril and the Coming Race. Approximately mid-19th cent, the people of Agarty had used Vril power to become supermen and to control nature. Haushofer hoped to reawaken slumbering superhuman powers with Vril power. They brought back Tibetan lamas with high occult powers. Does Lucifer reign at A-G-H-A-R-T-I? Trevor Ravenscroft in The Spear of Destiny wrote that Agarty was regarded as a Luciferic headquarters concerned with astral projection and thought control. Nazi emissaries made contact with their governing orders, but only the Luciferic party of Tibetans were willing to support Nazism, along with seven members of the Green Dragon Society of Japan. These were employed to teach occultism to the Nazi elite. A cone of searchlights were placed over Hitler and the masses, making emotion travel upwards to be directed to Hitler and then directed back to the crowd. This is called a cone of power bewitches. In the book The Lost World of Agarty, The Mystery of Vril Power by Alak McClellan, there is a map of a huge worldwide underground tunnel that stretches from Tibet, Mongolia, Alaska, Vancouver, Midwest USA, Mexico, Ecuador, Brazil, the Atlantic where Atlantis was, to Ghana, Chad, Egypt, Iraq, Afghanistan and back to Tibet and called the Agarty Tunnel System. Ground-penetrating radar finds the Atlantean Tunnel's satellites, planes and the space shuttle can do remote sensing using radar imaging, radio waves, infrared and thermal infrared to see underground. It is believed HARP does this too. Multispectral scanners are also used and even ice ice penetrated. A tethered blimp attached to a jeep will also allow underground viewing. One can probably guess that this is a reason, the insects, frogs and birds are becoming extinct as X-rays do cause cancer. It has been used in Antarctica, Greenland, Mount Ararat, Eastern Sahara, Egypt, Guatemala tunnels and for Mayan causeways. Microwave radar has been used to penetrate Saharan sand, it can use 500 megahertz. NASA, started by Nazi scientists, uses this radar. Paul White wrote the declassification of ground-penetrating radar has revealed a complex and labyrinthine underground system in various parts of the world. Dr. James Herdick was involved in using this to find a 15,000-year-old subterranean complex under the pyramid at Giza, a legacy of Atlantis. It's rumored he encountered both down there. There were massive chambers the size of our largest cathedrals. Paul White writes that high-tech flood survivors of the previous civilization arose after the dust settled to become the gods of ancient Sumer, Egypt and India. Tunnels under the Mayan pyramids extend 800 kilometers across the country. VRIL the ultimate power. Alec McClellan wrote that Hitler said the amazing force of real power, the people of Agarty used in possession would make certain his dream of a thousand-year Reich. German scientists and soldiers were sent on one fruitless search after another in search of the lost world. What is real power? Bulwer-Lytton wrote it as electricity, except that it comprehends in ITS manifold branches other forces of nature, such as magnetism and galvanism. The Agartians can influence the weather through Vril conductors and exercise influence over minds and bodies, animal and vegetable. It can be used for expanding the consciousness of the mind and destroy like a flash of lightning. Again it can replenish, invigorate life, heal and preserve. The underground people used it to re-establish the due equilibrium of the natural power of the body to cure itself. It can also cut through solid rock from a rod and be destructive against enemies. Vril was seen as an enormous reservoir of universal power, some parts of which can be concentrated in the human body. Helena Blavatsky claimed that Vril was used to be the Atlanteans and Indians, which may explain why cities in India were reduced to ashes by the ancients in their flying machines from ancient Indian texts. One wonders if particle beam weapons compare, with more power than a hydrogen bomb can generate.
a hollow earth. One who knows writes that in 1970 the Russians destroyed a UFO base on the China-Soviet-Mongolian frontier with ground-to-air missiles. There were hundreds of UFOs. They had destroyed a secret UFO base of immense proportions consisting of many miles of subterranean tunnels and dozens of pyramid-like structures in the northern area of Mongolia. A supersonic Soviet jet bomber had previously disappeared and almost 200 planes were searching. However, they were confronted by 25 huge UFOs so high up they couldn't get near them. Admiral Byrd's diary of when he went to Antarctica in 1946 tells of an entrance to the hollow earth at the poles. It has also been said that Byrd's plane was landed artificially and that he was greeted by an ET who spoke German and thought that came from the Ariane. If the earth is hollow, perhaps it leads to Agartha. One wonders if after the Nazis built their flying discs they went to Agartha to find the king of the world as they had already tried to go by foot previously. Perhaps the Tibetan initiates could go through a dimensional doorway to reach the Sanat Kumara as written by Richard Levitin. The Merovingians. What kind of aliens are at Pine Gap and other U.S. underground bases? Dr. Jean-Francois Guile says that there is a rumor that a representative of the Greys is found in each of the underground U.S. bases in the Southern Hemisphere. Branton also writes that according to John Lear, William Cooper, and others that the U.S. government may have made a pact with a predatory non-human race as early as 1933. They later learned to their horror it was extremely malevolent in nature and were merely using the treaties as a means to buy time while they methodically established certain controls upon the human race, with the ultimate goal of an absolute domination. They are of a neosaurian nature i.e. reptoid. Certain biped hominoid mutations originating from Earth developed a form of intellect equal to the human but some left the planet thousands of years ago in Atlantean times and are now claiming Earth back. DNA from them proves an Earth-Saurian origin. There are also human-reptoid hybrids. They have grayish-green skin and three-digit clawed fingers with a partially opposable thumb. Branton says also that it is also alleged by certain deep-level intelligence agents that the Illuminati, or the Cult of the Serpent, is willfully working hand-in-claw with this infernal race which has promised them part of the action once that New World Order is established. The Illuminati is allegedly in it for the power and technology, which this non-human race is supposed to give them in exchange for their cooperation. Did the Illuminati sell out the human race? Branton writes that according to John Lear and others, many of the deep underground bases like Dulce, New Mexico and Pine Gap, are actually, joint, areas where the technology exchanges have been carried out, as well as battles between the humans and greys, sparked by disagreements. Is the Illuminati's plan for world domination backed by an alien vanguard? There is an apparent connection between the Illuminati's Club of Rome and the Greys. There is much evidence that the Club of Rome has sold out the human race to such alien powers in exchange for certain promises, and that this sold-out power group is carrying out an agenda of mass genocide against the human race as a whole, in obedience to their draconian, reptilian, masters, Dr. Guile writes there are a group of about a hundred people well-placed in high finance, politics, the judiciary branch and big business called the Club of Rome, pledged to a consortium which controls all international finance. The ones who want to set up a world government are about 15 families. They have infiltrated the top levels of the main religious establishments, making them virtually powerless. Even Pat Roberson, coming from one of these lines is said to be promoting Merovingian agendas. The so-called Grail families of reptilian hybrids according to an article about the royal bloodlines, whom some believe are the supposed offspring of Jesus and Mary Magdalene called Merovingians. There are at least a dozen families in Britain and Europe today who are of this Merovingian lineage. This includes the Stuarts. The Stuarts and McDonald's are said to be a satanic bloodline. 
Others say these bloodlines contain both the blood of Jesus and the devil, reptilians and yet others say they originate from Atlantis or of King David. Some say these royal Merovingians have a gene to shapeshift, and have been witnessed by multitudes of people now to transform into reptilian form during ritual bloodletting ceremonies. These families are powerful in many secret societies, including the Rosicrucians, AMORC, Freemasonry and the Grand Master of both the Knights of St. John and Knights of Malta must originate from the Stuart dynasty. The book Dope Inc. by Lyndon LaRouge says that the British PM must be a descendant of Robert the Bruce. It's also been said one Irish PM, O'Neill was actually heir to the throne of Ireland. It's mandatory for any Western leader now to have royal blood. The royal name Stuart appears constantly in the Club of Rome, Council of Foreign Relations and various impending One World Global Religious Organizations and World Unity Organizations. Prince Michael Stuart, head of the European Council of Princes is involved with helping organize the new European Gaia religion, one universal belief for all. Self-appointed heirs to the world antichrist throne of power. In Bloodline of the Holy Grail by Lawrence Gardner it says that the Stuarts are the protectors of the Stone of Destiny, called Jacob's Pillow. It was said to have arrived in Ireland during the Babylonian captivity, taken by King Zedekiah's daughter who arrived there, with the prophet Jeremiah. She married the High King of Ireland. The stone was last reported arriving in Dalriada in Argyll, Scotland when the brother of the Irish King moved there to start the Scottish Kings. It has also been reported that the real Ark of the Covenant was in Scotland but has now been taken to America. Though other Arks are also claimed to be the genuine one. The Stone of Destiny is necessary to be the cornerstone of the rebuilt Solomon's Temple. Now in prefab form, able to be built in a week and paid for by Merovingian Lord Rothschild, Queen Elizabeth's advisor. So this stone and the Ark of the Covenant are essentials to herald the long-awaited Jewish Messiah when he arrives in Jerusalem. All European royals are descendants of King David now according to genealogists and many of these family lines comprise the black nobility of the Bilderberger group. These Bilderbergers are said to own Pine Gap and the interstellar space fleet and interact with the alien group calling themselves the Council of Nine. The CIA also channeled information from these aliens through the contacts of CIA scientist Andrea Puharik, who was involved with many others in interacting with these ETs and they claim to be the hierarchy horn the universe and are portrayed in Genesis. Are the Illuminati getting geared up to greet the new messiah? The Bilderberger group make the rules to run the planet amongst themselves. Various sources say it is 13 main families and include 75 families with lesser influence. They are generally Freemason or Knights of Malta, including Middle Eastern leaders. As the main power brokers of the world are from King David, of the tribe of Judah and in league with powerful Jews, G. Lord Rothschild, the coming of the awaited, Messiah would be of great interest, especially if they have not accepted Jesus as Messiah. Freemasons at the 33rd degree are told Lucifer is superior to Jesus, according to former initiates of this degree. There is evidence that the Freemasons and various pagan societies are using the Kabbalah to release the right energies to hasten the return of the expected Messiah, determining scientifically the right vibrational frequencies and magnetic field levels around the planet to create the perfect conditions for him to arrive having been told by the Council of Nine what transmitters are necessary to put around the planet. And what grid lines must be activated where, to ensure the timelines match that which supposedly puts our reality to the frequency of this entity. However this interpretation of the promised Messiah has been distorted by theosophy. What these leaders of the secret societies are promoting in their Illuminati-controlled committee of 300 New Age outlets is that the name, Christ, is an office and just a title of a world teacher for the age. 
that Messiah, Christ, expected by these secret societies and Eastern religions, entwined with Freemasonry and UN, will herald in the Aquarian Age and the Sixth Aryan Race, the next root race that supposedly has the stature of supermen and psychic powers. Much of the expectation is to start a golden age where only the chosen race remains in a regenerated world, with inferior races eliminated as disseminated by the groups following Alice Bailey, originally of the Theosophical Society. The Ideal World The Nazis were followers of Theosophical Society teachings, especially where it says that the Aryan race came from Agartha, and were previously pioneers from Atlantis. The Council of Nine ET information is channeled and promoted by the followers of Alice Bailey and also Benjamin Cream, who promotes the entity, supposedly from Sirius according to one source, as holding the office of Christ for the Aquarian Age, Dr. Richard Boylan was told by one of the highest levels of informants in the U.S. National Security Network called Z, that Bilderberg Council, comprised of European royalty, heads of ghosts, and multinational corporations are interacting with the Council of Nine, a groups of ET representatives from a Council of Coordination for Many Extraterrestrial Supercivilizations in contact with Earth. Again Dr. James Herdick, who once worked for Dr. Andrea Puharik, speaks of the Council of Nine in his book The Keys of Enoch and the plans they have made for the technological future of the human race, after the fallen races have been killed off. What remains are the Christic people, Adamic seed or chosen ones of the twelve tribes of Israel. For the love of Enoch in 1973 Herdick was praying and a great being appeared calling himself Enoch, and he asked him if he was ready to go until the Father's midst, a great field of light was placed upon his body and he sped upwards to the stars in heaven to Arcturus, the major programming center of the Galactic Council serving the Father, on this side of the galaxy which is under direction of the Council of Nine, the governing body of the local universe. Enoch took him up to heaven to meet the Ancient of Days face to face. He had flowing white hair in a face of overwhelming love and joy. No doubt this entity was very pleased to locate someone with scientific ability to arrange a technological takeover of the planet, by activating the gridlines controlling the consciousness, reality of all, to the exact specifications of the ET scientists. The timelines of this planet are changed by activating specific gridlines, depending on which route they take. They converge at various places including Montauk, the Pyramid and various power points, flowing in and out of vortexes and back out through the universe. Herdick was praised to death and told not to let his seed marry with the fallen spiritual races of Earth and, the time was Athened, for the externalization of the hierarchy, an Alice Bailey term, so, his kingdom will come on Earth as it is in heaven. Bang goes Christianity. This ancient of days, as it were, indiscriminately said all religions, spiritual traditions had to unite for this. Herdick then claimed to have been, Jacob. He claims, the office of the Christ, was established to overcome the creations of the Ur, which fell out of the Father's grace through a glorious prince of light, Lucifer. The Ur, whose creation extended itself to the regions of the outer universe. The glossary says that the priesthood of Ur, will dematerialize, transform the sciences at the end of the present time cycle. He claims there are twelve Ur, centers throughout the Earth using electromedicine. As the Freemasons are said to be in touch with the same aliens from Sirius as the Theosophists, there may be a connection, especially if the Freemasons follow Lucifer at the 33rd degree initiation. Are they too going through time portals, dimensional doorways in their initiations to meet the king of the world at Agartha? They would be wanting to meet Lucifer no doubt, if he is top dog in Freemasonry. Herdick gave a very detailed explanation in his book about how the universe operates and the preparation for the arrival en masse of the Brotherhood of Light. He very disturbingly forgot to mention any female ever existed. The book has badly drawn pictures of slightly effeminate men with vacant looks on their faces.
collective messiahship in one Christ fits all Herdic claims that Jesus is said to have demonstrated the collective messiahship. The Christ over self is the spiritual garment of light one puts on to behold the mysteries of God's kingdom. We could dismiss this as another channeled book, which has smatterings of the other esoteric works available in 1973 e.g. the Urantia book, Theosophy and Alice Bailey, but when the Dalai Lama calls it the book of the century and writes similar type stuff in his book we have to ask if the Illuminati, Merovingian religious bigwigs are actually following these technological plans to enact the second coming. There is evidence that the Illuminati are following the plan for the externalization of the hierarchy by technologically creating time portals where they will arrive to take over the planet, from reversing matter and antimatter, and the creation of time rifts by burning through the physical world with nuclear bombs and HAARP's high-frequency radio waves. Kurtik claims his trip up to heaven was a Kabbalistic type of higher consciousness experience. There is much evidence that the Illuminati, Freemasons, Theosophists are using the Kabbalah to bring about the patterns of development they require for the stages of consciousness induced to herald and accept the Messiah. Pine Gap is one such example of a dimensional doorway, where communication with ETs does take place as mentioned in the Fortress Australia articles. Herdick's artificial time warp areas in summary. Herdick's keys of Enoch outlines how and where the Great White Brotherhood will externalize and appear ASOUR, Masters. Twelve specially created artificial time portals have been created by aliens and human hyperdimensional physicists to enable the chosen few to escape the wrath coming to Earth which will kill the masses, which according to him will be through solar flares and diseases. The chosen ones will escape through the time portals and then act as planetary atoms to repopulate other planets. Twelve time warp areas have been created as a twin force of matter and antimatter, creating a mirror-like image there to alter our physical reality. One of the time warp areas on Herdick's map is Central Australia. It is not known if he means Ayers Rock or Pine Gap though. Though as he has Lop Nor in North China and it has a base connected to Pine Gap it's possible that's the place he means. The others are Britain, Egypt or Israel, Mexico, Central America, two in South America, Turkey, Tibet, N. China, Russia by the Arctic and three in North America. The map was too badly drawn to pinpoint exact places. Kurdik says the higher intelligences will return to the Takla Makan Basin, Tibet, the Ural Caspian Sea Basin of the Saharath Kahilari Basin, the Dead Sea Basin within the pyramidal area of the Bermuda Triangle, the ocean area near Mazatlanthe Salt Lake Basin area. He claims that Melchizedek, a favorite priesthood for New Age channelers and Mormon initiates, has reigned at Stonehenge and Woodhenge. He also claims 12 other energy grids for spaced transcription and proto-communication established by the conversion of each tribe of Israel are the areas of Lop Nor and China, the Philippines, the Marshall Islands, Hawaii, Vancouver Island from Pueblo, Colorado to the Mescalero Reservation in New Mexico from Lexington, Kentucky to Tennessee, Nova Scotia connecting with the Bermuda Islands, the Azores Lords in France. And these are all connected by grid lines to the pyramids of Egypt. It has been said that Herdic was under the pyramid talking to one of the Egyptian gods using Hebrew. The activated grid line, Rapture, Enoch, explained how the Great White Brotherhood govern the people of God in the 12 time warp places which allow the magnetic fields in the meridians of the Earth to be activated. These ETs activate the Earth's magnetic spectrum and electromagnetic fields. The new crystalline field of light codes will establish itself over the remnant seed who still remain in the flesh, presumably after the world is zapped when HARP and all the strategically placed transmitters are turned full blast, but if dead NOPROBLEM, one can still, resurrect, Herdick says, they'll experience the changing of the magnetic patterns of incarnation and recreation. Perhaps the Applewhite ET group or trial run. 
the chosen ones will be gathered into the magnetic fields for deliverance. Here the Merkaba spiritual body will be loosed in the 12 geophysical time warps, to spiral directly with the Earth into another orbital frequency. He also claims the Bible is just a rehash of older texts. God's alien scientists gave him all the technical data to ascend using bilocation, a remodulation into the same physical form. Teleportation can be done at Montauk with technology anyway. Apparently after people dematerialized and materialized after the Philadelphia experiment, they managed to duplicate this using portable briefcase-sized dematerialization machines. They could disappear and park in another universe as they wished. The human ascension experiment to Herdick goes on to say that the Council of Nine is in control of this human experiment. It has been said that God does not play dice, but Herdick and Pleiadians, that people have channeled, have stated that the hoped-for ascension is actually an experiment. One wonders if they have done this before on other planets. But there are people who believe that they are going into the next dimension because it is the end of the age and the Mayan calendar says this is the end of the physical world. It has been written in various places that we will be relieved of the fall of man syndrome, where we fell into the physical world through some errors in Atlantean times and came off the right timeline, but this ascension will put us back where we belong as divine spiritual beings and with technological help we can get the right timeline back again and all will be perfect again. Famous last words. Herdick claims that biosatellite energy will come down into the Earth's field and synchronize with the 12 time warps throughout the planet. Let's hope the Russian jumbo cosmospheres, homemade UFOs, arrive to spoil the Master's off wisdom's appearance plan with their particle beam weapons. The chosen ones, who understand the visitations of higher intelligence, will be moved into these safe areas and delivered through an arc of light, thrown upon the face of the Earth and through to the space time continuum. Presumably, Pine Gap will be one of these places with the Bilderbergers there awaiting their beloved Council of Nine. Dr. Richard Boylan claims, the Bilderbergers are in league with the Council of Nine Eds and they control Pine Gap, Time Gates and Time Locks. Herdick claims that Time Gates can be measured with high precision. These conscious grids can be modulated and they control the realities of the third and fourth dimensions. The Brotherhood can reprogram and educate the consciousness of man through the pineal area of the third eye using gravity and light waves. It's true that sunlight influences the pineal gland and or consciousness, so they may be able to simulate this. He says, we have to create a spatial network for spatial provisions, so time locks in the mind are thrown open. We have to break through the mechanistic functions of the visual world and see the material world as housing only. Has Herdick been having magic mushrooms? His former employer Andrea Puharik, who worked for the CIA wrote a book on magic mushrooms. In the 70s in his eternal quest to raise the consciousness artificially. He also pioneered radio wave. Mind control and had mediums channeling info for him from the Council of Nine. Herdick says we must see the reality behind the illusions with our expanding minds. The cycles of natural phenomena become faster or slower as we extend our minds into non-physical realms and it will be impossible to observe with our unaided senses. Our minds will connect with the projected imagery of the messages and guides observing and calculating our spiritual evolution. Would this perhaps be NASA's blue beam holographic image of the Messiah sent by satellite? complete with harp voice of God, able to use the language of any country it beams into. So in receiving the projected imagery from the Brothers of Light, we can turn from the affairs of the world and arouse feelings of joy, because of our salvation over the material body of form. The Maitreya newsletters of Benjamin Cream have been saying do not be afraid of death, when the day of declaration comes when the externalization of the hierarchy and the ET holding the office of Christ, Matria occurs because it is wonderful awakening into another realm of light etc. Then presumably our physical bodies and the whole physical world isn't valued as much as the next world? 
Looks like they are all in this together. The Alien Brotherhood arrives, stunned into pacification when the Brotherhood arrives. Benjamin Cream says that the Masters of Wisdom, Brotherhood of Light during the externalization process, as described in the Alice Bailey teachings, will stun us electromagnetically to be pacified when they appear en masse in the sky. The Christ will then appear, though he's been saying that for 20 years. Cream also promotes the Council of Nine. He does mention holographic images in the sky, as does the Council of Nine in earlier writings. Though over 20 years ago it was, the Christ will appear on everyone's TVs simultaneously, he graduated to holograms in the sky now, thanks to satellites. The Maitreya entity holding the office of Christ will assume the role of world teacher and bring peace, unity and a wonderful surveillance system, according to Cream, that displaces the need for law enforcement. Would this be the implant mark of the beast? Now may be a good time to join any friendly reptoids in the underground bases, until this blows over. This could be why Harp is sending electromagnetic waves to change the secretions in our pineal glands, to daze us into an altered state and to go headfirst mentally into the next dimension. We are supposed to feel good about losing our grip on the worthless, material world. One wonders if the chemtrails have anything to do with this, they've been said to be altering our DNA, activating the junk DNA to raise the body's vibratory rate. There are plenty of viruses in the chemtrails including race-specific biological warface and AIDS. It has been said that Aryans won't die from having AIDS, only other races. The Antichrist uses the gridlines to take over our consciousness will the entity holding the office of the Christ be using the gridlines to send his energy into everyone's consciousness, like Hitler built a cone of power to take over people's minds? This when the world's gridlines are reset to change our reality, timeline and operating fully. He would need to do this to keep that new reality in place. Certainly if Lucifer scientists have been operating their technology on the outer parts of the universe, they may know a thing or two about changing timelines and getting everyone's brainwaves in sync. To respond to a predetermined cycle, the microwave phone towers and Gwen towers already do this to set people's brain rhythms artificially high. Nuclear and power stations are strategically positioned on gridlines, perhaps to change our reality to make us in a dazed enough state to accept the so-called messiah. Certainly some of the Sinclair and Stewart clan's self-appointed, Grail family members are keen to herald that messiah, for the age of course. After all they are the royally self-appointed welcoming committee for the alien host who used deceptive biblical names. However, the Nazis did have in mind the king of the world underground at Agartha so there may some opposition for the role of Antichrist or world ruler. The Battle of the Gridline Controllers The book, Pyramids of Montauk, by Preston Nichols and Peter Moon describes Montauk as a conduit or gateway to the vortex of creation itself. There appears to be two factions at work trying to manipulate the gridlines to being about a desire. Timeline or state of reality to change our future existence. We have the Nazis at Montauk whom William Bueller claims are an abominable prime example of how not to mechanically activate the timelines that unite at Montauk, for all the wrong reasons. Instead, he says that they must be activated only for spiritual reasons by highly motivated people, namely the Sinclair, Templar, Freemason, clan scientists, Knights of the Grail which would result in the implementing of a universal accord to reenact the old Atlantean timeline continuum, across the fallen present timeline and back to home port, by reactivating the Atlantean gridline matrix which is the proper, one. Once all the links are activated from strategic places this state of reality, which occurs when certain energies flow through the consciousness of mankind will open time gates of unusual power and intensity supporting the second coming of the Christ. According to Bueller, Lucifer's fall and the Montauk abominations generated a primary time implosion that had a ripple effect with lesser time implosions mostly generated by the Montauk project's terrible abominations. 
they will fix this and the return back the right time frame by activating all the right places on the grid line they call the Rana time wave and then the one holding the office of the Christ for this age will manifest. They are shooting for a target figure of 40% human transition ascension minimum. This 40% will be sent into the new time continuum, having a unique opportunity for a major evolutionary jump and meanwhile the other 60% go back to a near basic starting point. Many deaths are expected. Tesla's electromagnetic wave Standeo also says that Pine Gap may be an electric power broadcast facility. The Australian Department of Transport lists Pine Gap as a restricted area for space research with a no-fly zone of 5 nautical miles radius. In 1899 Dr. Nikola Tesla invented a process of sending wireless currents through the globe by transmitting energy in the form of standing waves in the Earth's crust and upper atmosphere. He could transmit almost unlimited amounts of energy to any place on the globe. Stan continues saying that U.S. has a very low frequency transmitter at the South Pole which is similar to Tesla's process, except that it can be tuned to a frequency of 7 Hz. Super harmonics of this frequency have been used by both the U.S. Navy in Northwest Cape in Australia and at Pine Gap. The Northwest Cape transmitter's antipode is in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle and Pine Gap's antipode is very near the Tropic of Capricorn in the center of the Atlantic Ocean's Great Dividing Range. Tesla's observation was that sending a ball of electric fluid around the planet results in splash rings meeting at the antipode of the initial thrust, then instead of meeting head-on, they produce a wavefront which spirals back to the source like a spinning smoke ring of energy. Stan says this returning wavefront only partially interacts with the next oncoming wave from the source. Certainly if one wanted to activate particular grid lines they would need to put transmitters at strategic locations to make sure the energy met and ran in the direction they wanted. Omega Towers Aliens at Pine Gap, are they controlling U.S.? Are people being abducted and taken to Pine Gap? Keith Basterfield wrote that, possibly 1988, in Adelaide a man reported that he was in two-way communications with aliens via an implant in his ear. He revealed that he'd undergone two apparent out-of-body experiences where he was sucked out of his body, while he was on board a UFO. Bill Chalker also writes that in 1992 a woman called him to say that her 22-year-old husband, Greg, had seen two strange-looking men standing in her NSW front yard about 8.45 p.m. They were wearing long dark coats like raincoats. They suddenly disappeared. They were men in black and watching him. At age five he had MIB imaginary friends who looked like friendly normal human beings. They appeared e.g. in his room at night, in the park to play or at a pool. Later in the late 70s they gave Greg something like he a handheld computer device that showed moving colored scenes like a TV. When he was about 12 he started having the experience of finding himself in a strange room, on board a craft a number of times. Normal looking humans escorted him, yet he didn't know how he got there or returned home. Then things changed MIB would approach him and ask him to come somewhere and he would be driven to a bush setting and enter a craft on the ground. He would be taken on rides and shown things. At about 14 he sensed little aliens on board, apart from humans. It seemed he was being groomed for some sort of service. The craft then started going to secret bases. He'd had their trust but realized he'd made a mistake and wanted out. He became aware of others participating in these cultivated relationships. He claims abductions were going on at secret base and people being subjected to cruel procedures in the bases. The beings were ultimately cruel and ruthless. He began to fear for his own safety and he thought he was being evolved into a man in black type role. What Greg saw at Pine Gap Greg's first visit to Pine Gap underground facility on board a UFO showed what was ahead as an image on a computer screen, not through windows. 
the screens would automatically switch off and a thing took over and guided them through the actual opening. It was a big opening that split into two pieces which slid open, like traveling through a tube for about 15 to 30 seconds before coming to the base itself. The actual complex had ships there almost the height of telegraph poles. The roofing system was much higher. At the base there were men working ON repairs, laboratories, glass houses, food storage areas and other facilities. The MIB presence stepped up. On Christmas Day in 1992 Greg and his wife saw three men in the adjacent paddock. They disappeared suddenly. On December 28th Greg had gone into the backyard and as he returned his wife saw what seemed to be a flash and explosion which knocked Greg off his feet and left behind a burning hole. He thought they were intimidating him into compliance and submission. Greg intended not to continue with the alien liaison relationship, but Bill has not heard from them since 1993. There was no evidence to prove this, only Greg's word. Will such disaster strike that we need one world GOVT? Australia is now doing preparatory military exercises called tandem thrust for an emergency threat in league with neighboring countries. This involves planning for major disaster which involves martial law, by a seeming threat from outer space. 27,000 U.S. and Australian troops have done joint military exercises in 2001. William Hamilton says a cover-up was initiated soon after the Roswell NMUFO crash and it became a matter of national security to find out who the aliens were, why they were here and how their technology worked. It involved secret organizations within the U.S. government, MJ-12, Pi-40, Maji, Delta, the Jason Scholars, Naval Intelligence, Air Force Office of Special Investigation, the Defense Investigative Service, the CIA, NSA and more. It also involved think tanks such as RAND, the Ford Foundation, the Aspen Institute, Brookings Institute and corporations such as Bechtel, GE, ITT, Amico, Northrop, Lockheed and many others. It involved secret societies, the Illuminati, Freemasons, Knights of Malta, etc. The whole of this conspiracy forms an interlocking nexus. The goal is said to be a one-world government dictatorship. Branton writes that according to some, is that perhaps some groups within the secret government have allegedly, in the face of superior alien technology, surrendered to a malevolent alien race and have become their agents, on Earth. The second coming and evacuation of the planet Scottish Rite and Sirius Dulce Wars Underground Alien Bases and the Battle for Planet Earth Cosmic Conflict and the Daoth Wars B. Branton Branton writes that the 33rd, illuminized, degree of Scottish Rite Masonry has its headquarters within this temple, allegedly built over ancient tunnels that tied in with the Sirius Empire. Sirius has been identified with the Men in Black, allegedly allied with certain Masonic Wiccan groups, largely controlled by the Reptilians. Val Valerian comments sad face. Synopsis. The Hubble is being used for surveillance of deep space in terms of detecting approaching alien species. Far out in space, in the general direction of Sirius, a monstrous cloud of vessels is moving through space. All information has been subjected to computer analysis. The indications are that this is a space flotilla that will intercept Earth shortly after the turnoff to century. Sirius, being 8.7 light years distant from Earth. This flotilla would be traveling just under the speed of light Branton. They are up to 500 miles long, assumed to be military in nature, and therefore likely hostile. If this space fleet from Sirius does in fact have some connection with the pact between the men in black and the serpent race, then there may be a connection between this invasion force and MIB, reptilians working here on Earth, especially in the underground bases, whose job might be to sabotage things on our end so that resistance will be minimal when the fleet finally arrives. The Dulce, New Mexico base may be the headquarters of this type of serpent cult activity.
SAURID extraterrestrial CONVERGENCES include Alpha Draconis, an alleged major, reptoid, stronghold, Epsilon Boötes, another alleged sauroid reptoid center of activity, and Zeta 1 Zeta 2 Reticuli, an alleged reptoid saurian gray center or convergence with some possible human MIB or synthetic MIB activity. Within Mount Archuleta, New Mexico, deep levels of which are allegedly utilized by several different types of sauroid reptilians, dot etc., dot in, Pine Gap, which holds a base similar to the one at Dulce, New Mexico, with deep-level control Besaurian Gray and other reptoid beings, as well as implanted controlled human worker slaves tied in with the Illuminati's Club of Rome. Another apparent convergence of deep subterranean reptilian activity seems to be the four corner states, Nevada and Southern California, reptilian and joint laboratories largely controlled by saurian infiltrators invaders such as the saurian greys, chameleons, naga reptoids or lizards. This area seems to be the major area in the world for human, sauroid conflicts, human and animal mutilations, serpent cult activity and genetic experimentation involving so-called hybrids, some with human soul matrixes, humans, and some without human soul matrixes, sauroids. There are three more areas of convergences of joint, human, saurian interaction, or serpent cult, activity involving human and reptilian, cult members, the Club of Rome, Illuminati, Knights of Malta and the human reptilian bases they jointly control, such as the joint base beneath Pine Gap. The Babylonian or Jesuit Masonic Serpent Cult, or Club of Rome, Illuminati, is largely based in Rome and apparently has present associations with joint, human reptilian serpent cults beyond and beneath the earth namely connections with the MIB cult within the Nod complex beneath Washington, D.C. and the Sirius colony. This excerpt was from file number four of the Crim Ram files by Branton.